Welcome to We Like That Podcast. Because we like that. <laughs> I don't trust you. Welcome back to We Like That Podcast. Let's welcome, move into Dad Happened. back. Dad Happened. Okay. Anyway, it's been a heck of a week. It's been a very interesting week in the world. So I'm going to start out with some smaller How stories. interesting, Joe. Okay. Wayne Brady came out as pansexual. Uh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Is he still hosting that deal, make a deal? Yeah. Yeah. Now nah, he likes men. He likes people. So pansexuality, as you should know, Calvin, I am pansexual. Oh. It means you like the person, not necessarily the oh. gender identity of said people. Oh. Right, all this grounding. So yes, he, because he, I like people. Yeah. So what, it's, not, it's not just one thing. What the hell I got to do with sexuality? Well, it, because some people feel, well, because if you're gay, it means you like the same sex, right? I like people too, but I'm not a panorama, panadere, pa, 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 what kind of... First of all, your knowledge for the LGBTQIA community is limited. So let's stop. Let's not act like I'm, you're an expert. Secondly... Not a Porsche without a Porsche car call. A pu- pu- Some people whatever. believe that pansexuality and bisexuality are kind of similar in, in housing. So you know what bisexuality is, right? He likes men. And you can like men and women, right? He likes to have sex with men. I don't know about that, but he's saying he's pansexual. I like people too. Okay. It has nothing to do with my sexuality. I just like people. Okay. But he's talking about romantically, not just liking them. You know so what I mean? he's sleeping with men. I, no, I don't know that. He didn't assert that at all. He just says <sighs> that he is not straight. Okay, moving right along. He's part of the queer community. Congratulations to Wayne Brady. Yeah, congratulations to Wayne Brady. People were like, not shocked. So, because <laughs> we can tell by his lineup, he has, he likes men. So Whatever. Anyway, on. but his whole thing is like, I'm, um, you know, I've, He's really just kind of come to terms with it, this identity himself, so he's still navigating the space, but he's he, now out and proud. He loves to show his ankles. That's another give or dead get a giveaway. So crazy. Yes. I love Wayne with Brady. With tight pants. I love that Wayne Brady, people wanted so hard to subscribe him into one aspect of being a black stereotype, and he never fit that category. So I like Wayne Brady. Congratulations to Wayne Brady. Congrats. From we like that. Tory Lane's got 10 years for shooting Make the Stallion at foot. Great. Moving on. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. He got 10 years because he wanted 10 years. He Listen. got 10 years because he wanted to go to jail for 10 the years. The whole story is wild. The disbelief. I hope Megan has found some peace with all of this. This is not Megan's fault. She tried her best. I agree. He wanted to go to jail so bad that he got what he wanted. The other thing is, Tory Lanez is Canadian, so I'm very interested to find out how this is going to work. Well, deport his ass back to Canada, and he could do his 10 years there. It's very confusing. He wanted 10 years. He got his 10 years. There are still people who assert that this is all made up, and they're just trying to bring a black man down. The black man who wanted to be <laughs> taken down? Who leaked legal documents? Yes, that one. So the anyway. black man who <laughs> told on the person that said he didn't do it and tried to belittle her and bash her so bad? Yeah. So she couldn't even lie no more for him for yeah to protect that him. guy yeah that one if i shoot you twice in your feet and you're like no that didn't happen and i said that didn't happen <laughs> and they ask you hey did he shoot you in your feet and you go no 
And somebody, well, we have evidence. Somebody said he shot you. You're getting Denny's breakfast for the rest of your life. No kidding. (laughs) And you go, no, that person's lying. He didn't shoot me in my feet. Then you come to me and I look. Now that I lied for you, you're indebted to me for at least 10 years. You're going to have to eat my groceries for 10 years. Megan did not do this, by by the way. This is us. All I can do and say to you is, I only got one. One gesture. Uh huh. Can we please take a shower first? <laughs> can, we do, can I do? Can I do the Teddy P? To you? One stipulation. You one stipulation. Can I do the Teddy P? Let's take a shower. Shower together. Once we've done that, I'll eat your groceries once a month for ten years. This is so gross, Calvin. Because you lied for me to keep me out of jail. He's going to either eat groceries on the outside or eat groceries on the inside. Stop with the groceries, please stop. He's going to have to do that. Anyway, that's what's gonna happen. But anywho. he wanted ten years. He got his ten years. Moving on. Moving on, indeed. Uh, what did you think about the sweet tea party uprising? That what? is one of the colloquial terms people are using to talk about the Alabama fight, aka the Montgomery massacre. They wanted this to happen. So, just in case you don't know and haven't watched the videos that are on YouTube everywhere, there was a situation that happened in Alabama around a boat dock, essentially. There was a guy named Damian Pickett, who was the co-captain of the Harriet 2, which is a river boat that was carrying over 200 passengers that needed to dock but couldn't because there was a smaller pontoon boat that wrongfully docked where the Harriet, which is a much bigger boat, was designated to go. The occupiers of that pontoon were white men. Damian Pickett is a black man uh, who didn't want to move their boat, basically. At some point, uh, Damien doing his job moves that boat so that the, the bigger boat can go and dock. The white people find out and they raise hell. So, in the video I saw, it was three white people, two dudes and one lady. It's, so it starts out with one guy and then the other, the other two people show up. The so other dude and the lady. He's talking to this one guy, one of the guys who get beat up real good, and the lady. He's talking to the guy, so finally the guy gets, I guess, sick of it, gets mad at the, the black guy, and it pushes him. The black guy throws his hat up in the air. This, which is the second guy. So there was an older guy he was talking to who walks off, but the other guy stays, and that's the dude who pushes. And, and that's when he throws his hand throws up. throws his head up in the, the air. air. The signal, it's on like Donkey Kong, <laughs> and they start fighting. The, but the two other two white people try to break it up, and I guess one of his... People that work with him at the dock try to break up the fight between them. Two. That's the other one white person. A lady and the dock worker that works with Mr. Damien Pickett try to yeah, break it up. and I think there was another white guy there, too. Who joins the fight. I guess, I think he gets fight in the fight by association. He's, I think that's what He's happened. there kicking him later. So, I don't know how what kind so of association this is. They're trying to bring up the first, the first fight. Calvin also does not remember everything that goes on, nor has he seen all the videos. Whatever. But, yes. What I, the videos I've seen. Him and the white guy get into it. Two white people try to break it up. Another black guy comes down and try to break Tries it to up. Tries to break it up. Then all of a sudden, these two white guys run from nowhere and starts jumping the guy. Now they're just jumping the, the, the black guy. The way you're describing it makes it sound like these people go away. But it's instead, it's being added on. So they're he goes from on. fighting one guy to, to two guys, guys to four to eight. So now they're jumping him because they're just running there because... He's fighting one white guy, and all other white guys said, this is our opportunity, I guess. I don't know why. They're all part of the family. They're all related to the people who own that platoon. So, they're fighting him. Finally, one guy jumps into the water, swims to the dock, tries to help the black guy. The boat that is supposed to be docking is watching all of this happen. 
and they are losing it. <laughs> They're losing it because they've seen this black man get beat by all these white people. Little. The crew on that boat is like, we got to take action. One of them jump, realizes the boat's not going to get there fast enough for everything that's going down. This young man jumps off the boat, swims from where the boat is Michael to the dock. Michael Phelps it. Michael Phelps it. Pulls himself up, starts joining the fight. So, I guess those people really didn't know what really was going to happen when that boat pulled up. They knew, they, they were safe in their assumption they weren't, nothing was going to happen to them. Well, they were absolutely wrong. The point is, we get the greatest fight of the year. We get that <laughs> boat docks, and people skip down the docks of fight. Down the docks, this poor white lady, she got beat up for just for association, because she was with those guys. She got beat up because of association. Listen, it 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 goes off. It goes off. It goes once down. the boat docks. Black other black people are like. Let's get in this. Let's we finish it. it. Y'all want to start it? And a bunch of them get off it. of it. And, and they go to help Mr. Pickett. And everybody is kung fu fighting on this dock. It was like someone uh, threw and a And it's chair. all ages. It's all ages. You got young people from Generation Z. You've got people. They, did you see the guys in the class of 1975 shirts? All I know is someone threw a chair. And they said, I'm mad. And it's on. They didn't throw the chair. They were swinging that chair. Somebody just... Rick flared somebody with a chair, damn near killed him. All I heard was I could all I could hear is my mind wrestling wrestling as Oh yeah, but your he goddamn near killed him. Listen, he damn near killed him. These black people were like, Oh, it's not happening today and they fought back and fought back hard. They beat a man through his crocs. There is a picture they out there. Throwing people in the water, grabbing people out of the water. There's a picture of this man whose feet are clean through these crocs. <laughs> on it the was it's insane. Not funny, but it's hilarious what was the hilarious time. they were trying to get away they were trying to because you <laughs> you saw it turn you saw it turn the boat docks because like they it was like one or two black people fighting them and they were like we can handle the one or two but when the bo boat docks and the groups of them start coming off that boat did you see the the group that skipped no 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 shirts on oh, Tyler, get in. skip down this dock to beat the people who made it to the pontoon they're on the boat Get off the boat to fight these people. Bill! Come on, Bill! Look at us, Bill! Look they didn't us! realize what they were stepping into. And then on top of that, the internet now is involved because the videos went viral. Everybody and their mama that was there at that this, time were taking all types of videos from different angles to show you what was going the on. The internet is undefeated. This guy literally made a shirt. Of all, all, the, all the memes we have now, yes. And, and it's selling it. He's wearing a shirt of the brawl. Of images Already. from the brawl, yes. It's the greatest thing. It, but also, to what was cracking me up was people immediately putting all of the ancestors memes with it. It's that's because crazy. apparently the history because this is Alabama. In case you don't know, known for slavery, um, and just racist injustice. The boats where all of this was happening, the do the that dock was not that far from where auctioning took place for slavery, where families were split up, where, where slaves were brought in to the state, not that far from it. Also, it was an instance where they all had full footage of how this incident took place from beginning to end. So if anything were to go down, with, in terms because it's Alabama, in terms of legal system to just wash us away to nonsense and let these white people be free, they caught so much of it. Plus, you had the outpouring 
of we're not going to take it, basically. Unification. Calvin's always talking about how black people aren't unified like they were back in the day. Oh. This was a shining example that now sometimes we are. Sometimes we are unified. one shining moment in history. All I know is they wish they moved their boat that day. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see what they did with their shop? So apparently this family owns some kind of grocery store or like a little shop at. You see what they did with that? No. There's a bunch of photos posted associated with this shop, allegedly, allegedly, where it's people in full clans outfits shopping. It looks like a scene out of Reno 911. Wow. In defense of Reno 911, at least that Klan's member married a black woman and he was really but, in love. <laughs> but it was with all her. for satire. <laughs> That's the point. It was like he was and bold with this outfit and then was like, no, 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 it's not about hate. We're talking about. <laughs> exactly. She changed him. I no longer believe He's in like, my baby. I love you. And the cops are like, are you in danger, fam? <laughs> this is my fiance. This is my fiance. <laughs> so ridiculous. And accurate. So anyway. That's Reno 911. We should do a breakdown of Reno 911 at some point. But yeah, um, so people are calling it the Sweet Tea Party Uprising. They're calling it. <laughs> they're calling it all the kinds of things. Melee from hell. The brawl for it all. They're calling it all kinds of things. Um, what else is going on? <laughs> beat down and beat down. I was going to talk more about Lizzo, but it's not looking great for her right now. More people are coming out the woodwork. Uh, there's there's uh, rumors that even more allegations are going to be filed. Like, it's looking crazy. Uh, we also have 50 Years of Hip Hop. I don't know if anybody realized this, but apparently August 11th, 1973, was the birth of hip hop. And very recently, it's turned 50 years old. So there's been all kinds of new documentaries that have come out. Netflix has one out called Ladies First. They talk about women in hip hop. It actually is really good. It's about eight episodes. Um, we also had concerts and stuff that were going on and taking place. There was one actually out here in D.C. not too long ago. But what I wanted to cover with Calvin today is some of the greatest hip-hop songs, apparently, of all time and go down these lists. I found one for BBC, which is Calvin's favorite place. He loves to get a top hip-hop list out of the U.K. for some reason. So I got him one from BBC. I oh, also... this is going to be disastrous. Not disastrous. Uh, AARP here in America, they also put out their own list. <laughs> Which, if you think about it, if you've been listening to hip-hop since its beginning, you're in AARP age territory. So uh, You and that idea can go to hell. Nope, we're going to do it. So Wow. Just get ready. It's going to happen. I already see it happen. And... It's not looking good right now. Not you already see it happen. Uh, that's messed up. AARP. So this is going to be songs from the late 70s and early 80s. And that's it. <laughs> no. It's going to be, uh, what's Angie Stone's uh, rap group name? Sequence? I think it was Sequence. Sequence? Yeah. Angie They're like Stone's the, yeah. hip-hop group? Yeah, that's the first like hip-hop female group. Sequence. I think their name was Sequence. Why do you think they're the first group? They named a bunch of people. They were the first group, though. What makes you say that? Because they were the first female hip-hop group. How is that? What made them the first? Because there were no other female hip-hop groups. They, but they, I'm confused. When did Sequence come out then? How about, like maybe I'm breaking this wrong. 
six, seventy-seven. As a hip hop group? Yeah, that's Angie's. Yeah, I'm gonna Google some stuff. I think Calvin is a uh, saying things uh, wrong. She's gonna Google me right. Watch. She's gonna Google me right. I'm gonna Google first. Uh, MC, whatever her name is, she's, she she was in a group, but it was a male group, really. She was the only female rapper. Oh. Alrighty. Oh, this just says women battle misogyny. Yeah, yes, we knew that. Wow. Even Google's mistaken. <laughs> Even what? Google's like, what the hell? Okay, they say Sequence released the first hip-hop group, all-female group uh, record. That's that's what they say, but they didn't say they were the first hip-hop okay, group. Okay, but they're the first something. I knew they were first something. Hilarious, Calvin. And that's Angie Stone and two girls from uh, South Carolina, by the way. They're from, like, they're from Columbia. That's the other thing I've noticed. We're watching the documentary for hip-hop, for ladies in hip-hop. Other documentaries on hip-hop. Stars has a little standalone for individual hip-hop artists. Almost everybody out the Carolinas. Like, what is coming on over there? Because we're good. Why is the talent so concentrated right there? Because we're good. And slavery. And slavery. <laughs> and slavery. Oh, Surprise. ARP has a Spotify playlist of their top. Music. <sighs> All of their songs going to be ABC rhymes. No. It's going to be a lot of Curtis Blow. Bricks on the pad. Bricks on the dust. Bricks make your body ache. These are the bricks. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Raw. That's actually a pretty good credits blow, actually. Yeah, they got they have a top 20 list for 50 years of hip-hop. Um, so do you want to do ARP first or you want to do BBC? BBC. Let's do ARP. Yeah, let's do BBC first. Okay, BBC. Let's get the... The, 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 the disaster out the way. So they Can't have a top 25 list. Of, top 25. They they do, actually. They have 25 at the top and, and one at the bottom. Okay, let's go. Okay, so 25 <clears throat> All Right by Kendrick Lamar. I think that's fair. Be All Right? We're going to be All Right. The hook is We're Going to Be All Right, yeah, but it's yeah. called All Right. Yeah, okay. Okay, number 20. Oh they, oh, they have a tie for number 25. So one is All Right by Kendrick Lamar. The other one is Rosa Parks by Outkast. <sighs> We're already starting off on the wrong foot. I don't. I don't know that I agree with that because it's in the of the entirety of hip hop. This is also BBC puts out that this is a poll, so this is not them with, putting out an assertion with British people. It is a poll with British people. Okay, makes no sense. Makes more but, sense. But it's outside of them, so it's not them choosing these songs like the other articles have been. This is them actually putting out a poll. Okay, so. Still sounds wrong. Okay. Continue. Number 24, All of the Lights, Kanye West featuring Rihanna and Kid Cudi. Let's stop. It's it's BBC. Okay. Number 23, Grinding by Calypse. Or Cal- the yeah, Calypse. The Clips. There's no E. The Clips. There's no E. It says Clips. The Clips. It says Clips. Okay. Are you saying BBC's wrong? Grinding. Like Eclipse or Eclipse or Clips. It's from the Neptunes group. It's the song that goes grinding. That yeah, one, right? Yeah. It's the Neptunes in them. It's uh, Pusha T and his brother. Yeah, it's just Malice. Clips. There's yeah, no clips. E. Yeah. I said Clips. You said Eclipse. Anyway. I said Clips. Anyway. Oh, God. You need to tune your uh, California ears. Number 22, Lose Yourself by Eminem. You only get one shot. I want another shot to make this uh this whole uh thing better. What I will say right now is it's not all brand brand new music. So I'm already happy. 
All right. So number 21 is Doo-Wop, That Thing by Lauren Hill. Okay. I don't think it's more like R&B to me. I'm sorry. There's rap in it. Yeah, but it's more like R&B to me. But okay, cool. But this is hip hop. They're not saying just rap. Okay. Next. 20, uh, number 20 is International Players Anthem, UGK and a featuring Outkast. Oh, it's UGK's song? I thought it was Outkast's song no, this it, entire time. it's a UGK song that Outkast got on. I thought it was the other way around. And uh, Three Six Mafia, the dude who who's the producer for them did the beat. Um, not the Dungeon Family? That's no. interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, Paul something. Paul Wall? No, Paul, I forgot his name. But he's the one with the Juicy J. Not Juicy J. He's the other dude. I can't remember his name. DJ Paul. DJ Paul is the one who made the beat. No one uh, cares. Number 19. Mafia. UNITY. Queen Latifah. Sure. It's good. Who you calling him? I love it. It's so good. So good. Whatever. Uh, Number 18. Fuck the Police by NWA. That's a little too high. I don't think that's high. I think that need to be lower. In terms of hip hop culture, it was one of the early. It's part of, part of the early days. It came out in the 80s. It put NWA, I mean, they were already making a lot of noise, but this, like, cemented them, essentially. Also, it was around the time period that people weren't even aware that this, well, they might have been familiar with it happening, but especially it coming from what the West Coast, it put a whole different light on things and people's uh, perspective of what was going on with the West Coast, especially in terms of hip-hop culture. Because at the time, most of it was coming out of the East. So, there you go. Um we also have number 17, It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. I also think that this should be on here. It Was a Good Day is a great song. And it was Ice Cube's, I don't want to say it was his first solo single, because I don't know if that's true. But it put him out there as not just being a good writer and group member with NWA, but being a fantastic soloist. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. So, number 16 is B.O.B. by Outkast, which is Bombs Over Bad Dad. I don't dance unless you play the bang. I had never heard a song like that. So, when that song came out in 2000, I was like, who is this group? How do I listen to more of this? This is, this song is amazing. What do you mean? Bombs Over Bad Dad? You never heard a song like that? The way the music beats break down in that song. The Thai Temple, the Cadence. I was like, what is this? Why is it so fast? What is this? It was amazing. Oh. I also remember it was banned at school. We couldn't play it at school. Oh, because they were going, we were in the ward at the time? Yep, and it was called Bounds Over Back Then. Oh. Um, number 15. They, <laughs> you know what's funny? They played it in the, uh, in the aircrafts when they were flying over back then, dropping bombs. That makes sense. Number 15, they reminisce over you. T-R-O-Y, Troy. Pete Rock and CL Smooth. I don't know what this is. I've never Scott heard of this. Scott Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, never heard, you heard Reminisce Over You. Nope. If you, hear this, if you hear the song, you've heard it. If I hear the song, I've heard it. Yeah, that is a correct statement. Yes, if I hear a song, I would have heard it. Absolutely. I want to kick this table. That's what you over. told me. Anyway, so right now. number 14, Rapper's Delight, Sugar Hill Gang. You've never heard that one, huh? Calvin, do you? I think that this song is going to be a staple in these kinds of lists because it was such a the impact it had was so huge. Yeah, of course, it was the first big song. 
Hip-hop. Who's they? Hip like hip hop in general, or yeah. for the Sugar Hill Gang? Hip hop okay. in general. It's the first crossover smash. Paid he, by crossover, he means mainstream music. Mainstream. Um, paid in full. Eric B and Rock him. Don't know that one either. Also, the apparently, full. It came out in '87. Yes. I don't know why I didn't think why I thought Eric B wasn't something until like the '90s, but whatever. No. By the 90s, he's pretty much almost fading out of hip-hop. Oh. The 90s were taking over. Gangster rap was becoming popular, as they would say. Yeah. And taking over. Oh, okay. I'm like, wasn't Fuck the Police gangster rap? That was 88. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That, was, that type of music started to become more popular. Uh, we also have Runaway. Kanye West featuring Pusha T. Don't know that one. Runaway Love. Is that? It says Runaway. Um, and always, uh, 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 oh yep, God. I haven't Sounds heard, great. no, I haven't played it in so long. Okay. That's why. And always, and it, nope. Okay. We're going to get a full breakdown. I know the song, but I haven't listened to it in so long. I don't think it should be there though. Okay. That wasn't that great of a song. For them it was, for UK it was. Um, number 11, Electric Relaxation by A Tribe Called Quest. Relax yourself with the master plan. Okay. Number 10, Dear Mama by Tupac Shakur. You haven't heard that song? I have. I've heard Dear Mama. You don't have it. But of the Tupac songs, I don't know that this would be the one that makes this list. I can see why. Okay. Uh, Number nine, New York State of Mind by Nas. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen his name pop up one of these lists. Yeah, uh, because... The people are making these lists aren't true hip hop heads, as they would say. Interessante. Number eight, passing me by the far side. Or far side. Thank you, passing me by. Da, 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 da. Thank you for passing me by. I think they're from the West Coast. Okay. Um, number seven is ninety three till infinity. Souls of mischief. Don't know I that. I think either. they from. They might be from New York or New Jersey. Ninety. 94 to uh, forever. Okay. 93? 93 to uh, infinity. infinity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard the song. I just can't remember none of the lyrics because I don't listen to it that often. But it was a, ba- it was a banger. Okay. Number it's six. a hip-hop classic. So. Number six. Cream by Wu-Tang Clan. Is that cash rules everything around me or no? Yes. Okay. Another yes. classic. Uh, anyway. Uh, Nothing but a G thing. Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg. I think Cream should be in front of that. Mm. But I get it. The Message, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. I think this belongs on the list. Oh, God. Okay. I think it belongs on no, the list. No, I'm not saying it belongs on the list. I'm just saying. We- this is just a poll, though. This is. It's like they ask young people, then they ask people our age, then they ask old ass people. I think they asked everybody. It depends on who's going to put the effort in to actually answer them. And that might be people younger than us. Okay. Or really old heads, probably. Okay. So, okay. Uh, Shook Ones, part two by Mob Deep. Okay. Now I have a problem with this list. Now? Right? You've been had a problem with this list. Well, now it's just, now it's just making me angry. Oh. Um. Do I think that should be on the list? Maybe. It should be 20-something. It shouldn't be ahead of Cream 
or nothing but a G thing. Or the message. Well, clearly this this list looks like what do I know? This is the song. <laughs> like that's what this list looks like. I'm sure they put out all kinds of stuff. Or if this was like an open survey where they had to fill in the blanks themselves. Trying to remember off the top of your head, you're just gonna remember what comes oh, up the front. So you, oh, shook ones. Got it. Got it, got it. Okay. Um, but ninety three to for it, to infinity would mm-hmm. be one of the ones that have just pop up in my head. If you're an old head, it might be like if you don't haven't listened to any of the new rap whatsoever, and you're I, older, I can. I could see how that would be I, at the top. Right. Yeah. Um. So then you have fight the power, public enemy. I know that's all. Okay. And Juicy. Elvis. Which one? Juicy. Okay. It's number one. Juicy's number one? Yeah. Okay. Let's see the other one. Let's see if the other list can make me happy. Okay. <laughs> the other list is AARP's list. <laughs> I guarantee this old ass list is going to make me happy. Watch. I just love that they actually have a playlist. So if you wanted to, we could play the song. Excuse me, Shane. You know I can find some booty? That's going to be the first song that they watch. So, again, it's not in any chronological order whatsoever. It's just literally a list. So, it's not a countdown like the other one was. And whoop, there it is. So, there's not even numbers on here. They just put the name of the songs. Okay. So, they got Rapper's Delight, Sugar Hill Gang. Okay. They got Sucker MCs, Run DMC. Okay. They got The Message, Grandmaster okay. Flash, Fight the Power, Public Enemy. Okay, let's start right there. See how this list makes sense? Okay. Ladies First, Queen Latifah. Okay. Six in the Morning, Ice T. Okay. Straight Outta Compton, N.W.A. Okay. You can't touch this MC Hammer. You know what? That's also the first time I've seen his name on a list. People are going to be like, no, but people don't realize how, how big. big MC Hammer was and how he made hip-hop marketable. People talk about intent versus in- impaction, and this is I think this is a, a huge example of impaction. Yes. Because even if you thought he was corny, he was making his name known in households he everywhere. was everywhere. And he put on a unbelievable show. He put on an unbelievable show, but he also was seen as like family safe. He was the accessibility his music had to all this stuff. But he brought brands to hip hop. Yes. You can't deny that. Did he have a cartoon? He had yes. a cartoon. He had I'm pretty MCM sure he a had cartoon. A, I think he had a cereal. With talking shoes. Yes. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I used to watch it. It was, it was a good cartoon. It was, it was, it was, it I'm not going to It was a good cartoon. It was actually pretty good. It was a good time. It was actually. Hammer, hammer, I am hammer man, hammer. <laughs> he, he was so popular, Aladdin is based off of him. It's insane. A Disney's Aladdin is based off of MC Hammer. And when he used to perform with him and his 9,000 entourage, <laughs> have you seen him on a senior hall show? Yes. Go, I'm going to tell people. But they said it was high energy from start to finish. Like, go watch the Arsenio Hall shows when MC Hammer uh, performed. There's people coming out of the stands dancing. I think they just put uniforms on people who was in the, in the crowd. Where's his doc? Dance. Where's his doc? Where's his untold? That's what I'm waiting on. Because people I also talk about a, how gangster he was, which you wouldn't necessarily have put he, with his branding. He put a hit out on uh, third base. <laughs> he says, yeah, that's the story. Yeah. But also, people literally feared this man. Like yeah. They were like, you don't mess with yeah. him. You don't mess with Red him. Red man tells a story like, you do not mess with MC you, Hammer. You can think he corny all you want. Do not mess with this do, man. Do not. He, uh, one of, uh, one of the uh, dudes from, uh, God, I forgot the other group. Lord Jamar mm-hmm. talks about it too. He's like, yo, Hammer, mm-hmm. don't get it twisted. Right. Hammer Where is his untold? Hurt you. Where is his he untold? He has a movie though. He has a movie. What? 
A uh, biopic? Yeah. The dude that played on um Think Like a Man mm-hmm. who was dating uh Megan Good. Okay. He plays MC Hammer and uh I wonder who made that one. Was it a TV movie I think or it was, was a TV it? something, yeah. Interesting. I, I need an online. untold. I need them to we do like a Netflix online. style or stars style, like a cable style untold where they can get into all the nitty gritty because it sounds yeah. like he not I think he got his beginnings where he was like a baseball announcer as a child. No, he's like he used to get the baseball. So somebody they get a hit. He, he was a ball the, boy. Yeah, a ball boy. Yeah. But he also helped do announcements. I think you. Yeah, yeah, with the Oakland A's. Yes. Yeah. So like, I, where's the story? Anyway, next on the on this little thing, Lost Ones by Lauren Hill, which Lost I ones. I like it because they usually do that thing for a lot of Lauren Hill. They'll do that thing and. Lost Ones are really good. I don't remember Lost Ones. Actually, I could play it for you because they put the little playlist on here. Okay. But I'll play it for you in a second. Um, I missed the rest of this. I'm trying to find the song. Anyway, oh, Juicy, again, by Notorious B.I.G. Deep Cover by Dre and Snoop Dogg. Okay. Dear Mama, Tupac Shakur. Uh-huh. Me So Horny, Two Life Crew. Um, Why Dear Mama? Not I Get Around anything they give little blurbs but it just talks about why he did the song we like we all know dear mama is literally a, a shout out to his, his mom, mom. Yeah. we know that she was a black panther yeah. we know that she used to be an addict uh that she managed to get shake that and she's a survivor and he talks about the complex and journey i think they wanted her because they think she killed some state troopers or something I, I know she had like some legal issues that they were also trying to fight but yeah uh yeah. trap music by ti is that the album? No, the song. Trap music. Yep. I don't. I gotta hear it. Okay. I don't um, remember that one. N- niggas in Paris. I want to say the full word. I'm black. Niggas in Paris. Jay Z and Kanye West. Okay. Uh, yeah, all Jay Z songs they can have on it. That one. Okay. Well, it's a duo, so I don't know that it's necessarily just Jay Z's. A Millie by Lil Wayne. Okay. Nice for what Drake. Bad and bougie Migos. Bodak Yellow, Cardi B, and then All Right by Kendrick Lamar. So it looks like they try to do a little from the early, early days, some in the middle, and then most recently. That's what it looks like they did with that. The list made sense until uh, Drake. Okay. They're just trying to show the range of 50 years. Diversity. Well, I think, yeah. The diversity of sound. Where it started... Okay. It, it started changing where it is now, basically. All right, cool. That's actually a better list than the uh, British list. Like I said, BBC or the British shouldn't be doing a hip-hop list. I can't believe hip-hop's 50 years old. That's that's insane. Okay. I also think it's I'm funny that people don't know that hip-hop and rap are two different things, so there's that. Why are you shocked? A lot of people don't know the essence of what, what things really are or where they come from. Yeah. They just jump on the hot the hotness hotness and that's it that's it for that happens you got anything that's it that happened do you like that because we like that listen to us on all podcast platforms especially spotify interact do all the things because you know we like that All right, latest 
episode of Love During Lockup, still a mess. Love During Lockup. Are you happy? I did it. You did. I am happy. Thank you. Oh, somebody that got put in jail, put put in jail. You know that can't see. (laughs) Calvin does this thing where he puts one hand on his headset and pretends he's singing into a studio mic that no one can see except me. That's if you're gonna sing, you gotta sing like you. I got this. Like your Eddie Murphy party all the time. You know, it's just dead silence when you take your beat. That's all I've done to you. But my girl wants to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. He's doing a lot of movements. Again, that only my I can see. My girl wants to party all the time, party all the time. Yeah. Oh, my god! I almost made it. I almost passed out. Okay. That, okay. That almost would have been better. Anyway, ready? Love during lockup. Sure. Let me get my uh, the air back, oxygen back to my head first. Oh my god! So we kick off the show with uh, picking up with Andy and Brittany. In case you (sighs) didn't remember, Andy previously got into a fight with Brittany after it was revealed that he wasn't the Brady Bunch father, apparently that he painted himself to be. Oh my god! So anyway, Andy was supposed to go visit Brittany for visitation and meet her eldest daughter. Then Brittany was like, don't come. It's not worth it to have you around my daughter. You're not even the real person that I was talking to. Um, okay. My question, though, is that the previous episode ended with him at his trailer kicking all that stuff, right? And then when we pick up with this new one, he's already on the road. We saw him on the road driving in the rain. But he says he's driving back to back to where he's at. So that tells me she told him at well, the trailer wait, 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 not to come. Wait, 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 wait. So there's a Airbnbs for trailers now? No, there's no Airbnbs for trailers. That's why I'm saying I'm confused. Because he says he's going back to Rome. That's where his trailer is. He's going back to Rome. I don't know. Maybe he never left. When we pick up in the new episode, he's already on the road. road in the, yeah. Drive. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I don't. Here's my thing with Andy. We're skipping ahead. I didn't even get to what has happening with him at all. Okay. <laughs> so. Sure. He was supposed to go see Britney for a visitation. Yeah. She told him not to come. But yeah. we pick up the new episode with him on the road. Yeah. Having a conversation with Britney. Where she asks, what are you doing? Honestly, what what else would he be doing? Anyway, he's like, I'm on the road. I'm headed back home. I'm going back to Rome. She has dementia, too. Britney shares that the way the visitation was set up, her daughter can't see her if he doesn't also come. Because it was a joint visitation request of some sort yada yada blah 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 blah. oh yeah since they requested together and mm-hmm. one of them can't come i guess it gets mixed does it that part confused me too because apparently her daughter tried to i guess correct the the visitation and just be just have it be for her i guess they told her it's too late to do that no can do ma'am I mean, I understand from like the prison side of a random change up and who's going to go see their prisoner they do have to be cautious yeah. of but if it's less people, I had, I'm confused. Anyway. So they said we can't go for that. Basically. Um, but Brittany's still reeling from Andy's daughter's declaration that he wasn't an, a present father. And, and Andy doesn't understand where this is coming from. He feels like it's an over-exaggeration. My issue with Andy, is he mad with his daughters that they told the truth? Every time he talks about it, he shares something new. 
about their situation. Maybe he's just getting revelations every time he reshares it with himself. Maybe he is not a trustworthy narrator. <laughs> because the first time he was like, I love my children. I got custody of them. Their mom was a drug addict, yada, yada, blah. Then it was, no, our dad got custody of us, but he also was never there. We spent a year with our grandmother. He was always on the road. And then when he was, wasn't on the road, he would disappear for stretches at a time. And he's like, they should be satisfied that i was even there basically then he says it wasn't even that long of of stretches he would just be gone for like a day or two because he had to get himself together because he was going through a lot of stuff himself that he does say that but that also is a little weird that he would do that every time he came back off the road then him and Brittany are going back and forth over it and he puts out she puts out there that he she doesn't understand why he's so surprised because he told her ahead of time that his girl's against their relationship which again was first time for us even hearing that he said his kids plural so he's got a son too okay all i know is at some point she tells him he can come well she tells him he has to come because she wants to see her daughter yeah but so he's feeling attacked on all sides he feels like his kids are trying to throw him under the bus for being a bad father when he feels he was a great father for them because he goes they turned out so well what do they think they got that from children can become fantastic people without their parents i don't understand why he thinks yeah it's a result of him but whatever good or bad people without the byproduct of their parents i mean i mean i don't know about without it but in spite of it they absolutely could that's the right word um you're a wordsmith a wordsmith (laughs) But now Brittany's like, well, you got to come because I'm trying to see my eldest daughter. And unfortunately, she can't come unless you come. And he's like, are you just using me so that she can see you? Yeah, and bitch. basically, she's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, exactly. Mundo. She's like, uh, yeah. She's like, I mean, we can have a further conversation when you get here. But uh, yeah, I want to see my eldest daughter. And so, I can't see her unless you come. That's right. Andy's happy. So now Andy is writing a great song. He's channeling his Goth Brooks and Toby Keith to write her amazing country song. To be fair to Andy, he actually can play that guitar pretty well. My heart can he is sing like well? the sunset um, going down the road to see my baby girl and drop off possibly a load and see her kids. We can be together. Calvin, you're gross. You know family listens to this podcast. Um, oh, what? What's gross about what I said? Dropping off a load of what? Oh, your mind is dirty. I just got what you were thinking about. What was your implication? Laundry? Uh, maybe. No. Anyway, but that's it for, that's all we see for that. We see Andy writing this song for Britney. The lyrics are interesting. It's all, it's a song all about getting back together. Andy came down to Georgia to see her, his girl Britney. Something like that. I don't know. That is not how that went at all. But basically... That's it for Andy. And then we move into Letitia and Keith. Letitia, my sister-in-law, and Keith. This girl is insane. Um, I so told she you gets... something was wrong with your sister when she started dating guys in prison. I told you. You don't listen to me. My sister doesn't date anybody, so it's not my sister. Anyway, so this Letitia is packing for her trip to go visit Keith at her home. She gets him on the phone to talk about how her meeting with the lawyer went recap in case you did not know it didn't it go well at all amazing that lawyer read her for filth and then acted like she was an idiot so it was hysterical Lee bad <laughs> it was hysterical but she couldn't grasp why it went bad 
for she, some strange She reason. could, because she kind of leads into it when she's explaining to Keith what happened, which is why he goes off. So anyway, mm. she tells Keith that she had her conversation with the lawyer, and the lawyer it was not for them, including him into her business dealings, uh, because of all the risk it presented, especially with her dealing with, you know, other people's federal income. So... Keith is not a fan of that. He's like, I don't trust no lawyers. I don't trust none of that. I trust family. It's me and you, was well, his explanation. I, well, I wouldn't trust lawyers, too, because I went to jail because I <laughs> didn't have a good lawyer. So I wouldn't trust lawyers, neither. So, and a lawyer told her, don't do that. She also brings up the post-nup that the lawyer presented to her as a way to protect finances. And Keith isn't having that, either. He's like, why would you want to prepare for our downfall? That's just you speaking into existence that we're not going to make it. You don't think we're going to make a cut? You don't think we're America? And he responds that now he's got to second guess everything about the relationship, like in turn. Like he took it personally. Aren't they already married? So this is. No, they're not married. Irrelevant. Remember, they've been engaged for ages. They're not married yet. Oh, well. The only people that I are. just got clear. Uh, clear uh, wow. That's new to me. I thought they were married this whole time. Calvin, no. She's been talking about her engagement for ages. She calls him husband, but they are not married yet. Maybe she needs to listen, look into that post nup then. Anyway, so. Just got clarity. Thank you. Um, But no, he's he feels a way about it. And he feels like it was a betrayal. And he's upset with it. And she's like, I take everything back. I'm not going to pursue any of that. Like, she's real quick to try to assage. Massage, his... yeah. No, assage. That's okay. a word. Oh, wow. Like I told you, your worst word. <laughs> Don't ask me the definition of that word. I will not get it right. It it means tries to make him feel better. Like all of the 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 temper tantrum he throws, she's trying to make him feel better. Basically, I'm gonna need you to use words that we use in the South Carolina educational system. <laughs> okay, not your California educational system words. Right. Thank you. Anyway, what what threw me though was that she was like, "This might be better practice for my business," and he was like, "It's an attack against me." And she was like, "You're right." Like immediately. I don't know if you know this, sir. You're a felon. You, um, I'm talking to you in prison. <laughs> like, so, what? I'm going to need to do some things to, so I can keep my, well, newsflash, it doesn't work anyway. Anywho, moving yeah, on. It doesn't. Um, She goes to see him. She Yeah, she gets on the road to go visit Keith in Colorado. Mind you, she's in Iowa. Um, Me and Kevin looked at that map. That's a nice little drive to get there. But she's excited. Um, but she also talks about the rules of how to dress when she goes to visit. She's really upset that she can't wear anything revealing or skin tight. Because apparently those are against regulations None for visitation. Big juicy areolas could be uh, shown through her shirt. That, she says that's how she gets around it. She tries to, she can't technically wear anything that's see-through. But she can wear a dark bra against a white shirt. For sure. Mm-hmm. She says she wears tighter jeans so that if her man wants to get a handful, he can. I'm like, how is he getting a handful? How are you talking to him? You get a separate room? I didn't know you can touch. That's what I'm saying. What? That's new. How are you doing this? I thought you couldn't touch. Because he's in a federal prison. He's not in a state lockup. He's not even in a county lockup. He's in federal prison. Apparently he's in there with a Unabomber and... She said El Chapo. And El Chapo at one point. She says it's the most most secure facility in the States. I don't know how accurate that is either. I don't know. Okay. It just looks in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's supposed to be. That's, that's on purpose. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. So I don't think how much the crazy you get you get than that, I guess. But that's all we get for that. We don't get to see what happens with the actual visit. And, I I want to know if they're going to turn her around when she has all these cameras behind her. Yeah, and we're done with her. Anyway, moving on. Renika and Asante. This is the one that's 
very interesting to me. To me, it's Jade and Chris. That's the one that's interesting to me. But anyway, so Renika and Asante, as you guys may or may not remember, recap, Renika met Asante in prison. They decided that they are now going to be together. She's moving from Kentucky to go to Atlanta where he is being held. He's not in Atlanta. He's in Georgia somewhere, but they're going to make their lives in Atlanta. Yeah. What I said by them being most intriguing for me, it's the daughter and family aspect of it. It gets real I mean, creepy. Yeah. Um, he's about to get out. He's so out of all of the inmates that we've been seeing so far, he's the one that's closest to getting paroled. Yes. He gets out. The, soon. Soon. Yeah. She's, she's, going, about, she's about to go pick him up, We see right? her trying to go pick him up. Yeah. I don't know how successful this goes. Okay. But in this episode, she's finally making the move to Georgia from Kentucky. She, she makes up with her sister yeah. after throwing out her family at her going away party, party she, the night before. Yeah. They talk. Her sister say, I hope I'm wrong, but I think I'm going to be right anyway. So mm-hmm. I'll give you my blessing to go. I pray you don't get hurt, but I think you're going to get hurt. She goes talk to her mom. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same conversation. Then her and her girls get in an Uber. Yep. And Head to the airport. to Atlanta. Yep, they get to the airport and they go to Atlanta. There's a lot of concern with Renika's mom. She she puts out that she's even like sugarcoated. She goes, I don't want you to go to go. I don't want you guys to go. You're taking the girls out of school. They're missing. They're going to be missing their friends. They're going to be missing Which their family. doesn't make sense to me. You could wait, let them finish out the, the year. The school year, yeah. Yeah. And then had them come down in the summer. That would have gave them time to get to know him without school. And by... Also, you could come back and forth and have him come with you yeah. to meet the girls and stuff like that. How far is Kentucky, though, from Italy, from Georgia? It's not that far. That's maybe two, three-hour ride. Is it less than going from Tennessee to Georgia? I don't know where Kentucky is. I don't know where any of these states it's are. probably a little bit more. Okay. Mm. Right, either way, the girls are like, yeah, we're going to support our mom. Because <laughs> this is what she wants. But, yeah. uh... uh they make it to their new place. They got a rental, a furnished rental um, for them to settle in and start going to school. And then also a place for what's his face to come out. I have more questions. When you, from what we've learned, watching love during lockup, love after lockup, all of the lockups, don't they have to have a physical address for their parole officer to say that this is where they're staying at? Isn't that what they got to have? Maybe he's doing his, he did this full time. And you don't think he needs parole? Yeah. I'm confusion right now. I can see. Okay. Um, so don't, don't quote me on that. So you only get parole, you're saying, if you get out early? I think so. I don't know how it works. I've never been to jail, so I don't know how the whole system works. From some of the sentencing that I've seen, parole is in there regardless of whether or not you complete that full sentence or you get it commuted early. Okay, well, from what I've seen of other cases, okay. I don't know if that's true across the board. Okay, so but sometimes parole, like probation, is still added. He can't be re- uh, re- paroling to his mom's house or something as an address, but then staying then with her for the time with, being. Then staying with the mom, and then when she gets a place, he changes his parole address to her place. What about the halfway house situation stuff? I wonder how that kicks in because sometimes. They're like, I'm going to go pick you up. And then it turns out they can only see him for like an evening because they have to check in at yeah. the other place. I don't know. It depends on the. the, the Whatever the, the agreements are. Agreements to his release. Confusion. Anyway. That's all I can tell you. She's excited because right now we're under the impression that she's going to go pick him, <laughs> pick him up when he gets out mm-hmm. soon and bring him back to the rental is what she's saying right now. Yeah. Um. 
so she, they get there. She has a conversation with her girls, and she's like, how are you guys feeling about everything? Because she is excited, right? The girls are not. They're she, like, no. She has a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old. Um, that's what I'm uncomfortable with. Uh-huh. Her, the fact that she's moving this guy that neither of them nor she knows into a house full of women. You have younger daughters. I was asking my aunt one time, because a lot of my aunts, a, lot, a couple of them didn't, never got remarried. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, why did she get remarried? She's like, I didn't want another man around all my girls. Which is sad and scary. And I was like, huh, made sense. Sad and scary. I think we also should put in context, though, uh, Calvin's aunts come from a little bit older of a generation. Not to say that it's going to get any better with younger generations, but they come from a little bit older generation where there were a lot of different expectations and different allowances. So. So there's that, too. So but say that, I... Ask no more questions. I'm like it made made sense to me in my head. It's just uh, just so many things happening because then we also find out the girls are starting school immediately. They're going to school yes. the next day, but they're also going to be staying with her friend Ray, who, who lives down in Atlanta. Yeah, who, who we meet. Yeah, who we meet. She comes over the first night to catch up with her girl and she basically came, research on this guy. Yeah, she came bearing gifts, which is cool, housewarming yeah. gifts and stuff. Yeah. So she's like, it's not that I don't trust you. I don't trust this new. Yes. <laughs> but she also says, listen, I've been through this. She also dated an inmate who said all kinds of lovely things while he was inside. And then as soon as he was out, he apparently went back right to his old ways. I, okay. I'm sorry. So is there a man shortage and all the men are in jail? They're in Atlanta. Way, this is the only I'm way sorry, you I'm screaming into this mic. You act like you're not from Atlanta. What's the ratio there, Calvin? It, I, I understand that, but... If you understand that, then that's what's happening. Okay, well, I guess the only way you can find one who's straight is in jail. That's what you're saying? I don't say, I didn't say anything about their sexuality. I'm just saying, A, Atlanta has more women than men, period. Yeah, I'm just... Straight, but, gay, in between, whatever. All that's a factor. All, yes. What I'm saying is, that's the only one you could have found. I don't know if it's necessarily the only one. I feel like some of these situations are like, They've got family members who went inside, and that's how they're kind of meeting these other people, and then relationships pick up. Yeah, your family will try to destroy your life no matter how, no, any way they can. Renika and her friend don't strike me as like some of the other women on here who were just scouting these prison pen pal websites to find somebody. I feel like they had a personal relation with somebody who was already inside and then they got into these other or relationships. they had a friend or a cousin that went to jail and they introduced him to his yeah. boy, Nick, Nicky, or Nick Nick, or Young, or Young Buck. But, like, that's how they got into this culture, basically, is my take on it. I don't know if that's necessarily what's happening. They could just be scouring these websites. But to my boy, Sweet Cone. Sweet Cone will hook you up, girl. But I like Ray. She comes in there and she's like, I don't trust this guy. I don't like that you moved everything to be with him and you don't know all that about him. And anytime anybody asks her, why do you love this person so much? And she can't give you an answer. She gives you the same answer. He's supportive and he has a good heart, which doesn't mean anything by itself. I can always be there for you because I have nothing else to Where do. Where else am I gonna go? <laughs> it was like, exactly. What do you mean he's supportive? And I have to have a good heart because I don't want to go to solitary confinement or lose my damn mind in here. So I'm gonna pretend to have a good heart. But but, but also I gotta keep your attention. What am I gonna do? Exactly. So many more questions. But it also I feel like Renika. It's giving me the implications that and Renika has not had a healthy relationship 
at all with a man. Oh, period. It's it's easy. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Her whole family has said that, so that's an easy. True. That's an easy one. True. Right there. It's just it because she looks like the hope she's pinning on this relationship is well beyond anything this man has given her at all. And it's it like it's her last stand. That's yes. She's making this bitch sound. Yes. Like, like she is like. she is white knuckling the hope of being with this person. And if it doesn't work, ladies it is. <laughs> Basically, yes. There's no wrong answers cuz it's going to happen. So ladies anyway. first. But Ray is like, let's look into him. And she mm-hmm. gets into her internet research mode, which I respect. And it's easy. She gets into his social media like that. And it's not, first of all, if you're going to be an idiot and be on social media talking to other people, make your stuff private. Make your stuff private. Don't make it public. But he has a public profile. So it's real easy to see who he's following and who's following him. They don't think you're going to check. It's dumb as heck. That's why. It's it's the first thing everybody checks. Anyway, they find out. Mm. There's a litany of women that are following him and in touch with him all through his socials. Then they find out in particular, there's somebody who's on more than one of his socials who's left a phone number. And it was very recently. So they're like, like that's two weeks ago. Ray is like clocked him. Like he's clearly talking to other people, getting money from other women, making promises to everybody. And Renika's like, he can't, he's not going to love them the way he loves me was her answer, which it wasn't. He only loves me. It was like almost an acceptance of, yeah, there's other people, but I'm the special one. Strike one. But she's also asserted this entire time they're in a monogamous relationship. I'm confused. Sounds like strike two to me. (laughs) She calls up Asante and is like, who's this? Okay. So now, here's my yell when I yelled. This dude picked up the phone like he's at home or in college. Chilling in an apartment. Yeah. Chilling in an apartment. Or he's just like on vacation or he just went away for work. She calls him. And he instantly picks up. It's, I'm not, like, it's not even a regular phone call. They are FaceTiming. I'm like, he has access to a smartphone. He in jail. How is he just answering a phone like he's at work? I'm like, I don't get this. Maybe he's at work. Maybe jail is work now. Well, doesn't Georgia. So we watched a different love during lockup, after lockup, where somebody was in a work program. Remember? That's how he had access to a phone. Oh, okay. It, uh, well, sure. He All I know is he picked up like he was at home. He picked up real regular regular. Absolutely. Yes. Like there was no stress. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Just left the bar with the boys. What's up? Oh, what like he just got off from work and he's on his way home. Right. So I'm like, okay, this but is different. But That's where it ends, though. We don't get to see it. what he says after all of her assertions. Yes. Yeah, she so. just said, who's this? And then we just leave. But Cliffhanger. Girl, you dumb. Um. Yeah. You want to leave Jade and Chris for last? Sure. You want to talk about Savannah and Jake? Savannah and Jake is very interesting because we had to do a full Sherlock Holmes investigation into how this man got 35 years. This was the most investigative one for me. (laughs) And it turned out we just had to wait a little bit because the show would have explained some of it to us. Anyway, point is. Kind of, sort of. Listen, me and Calvin were watching this and then we had to pause it. And I was like, he was like, how do you get 35 years? For just burglary. And what? So it's bur- they have them on robbery. Okay. Burglary. Okay. Possession. Possession. Marijuana possession. Yeah. And Those a gun. three. And a gun. She put that out there. She put the gun out there. Which was weird. Because they've been saying those three things this entire time. And then yeah. all of a sudden she was like, 
Him and two friends robbed the local weed dealer. He was home. She said they were home. The, so the real dealer, the weed dealer and his girlfriend were home. We found out robbed. later when we did our research. Yes. <laughs> but she said they were home and a gun was present. Yes. But then she asked the lawyer, is 35 years normal? And he basically said, yeah. <laughs> like, he basically... It depends on what the class or what the misdemeanor, whatever. The, the we found out were. it depends on the class and the misdemeanor. Yeah. So, so apparently he got like a special class B. We So we did some searching to figure out, because this happened in 2011 was the other thing. Yes. So there's several things that have changed over time. Back in 2011, we charges had a much higher statute than they might now because there's been a lot of legalization since that time frame. So I was thinking he got the bulk of his time probably around the possession because they've also hinted that he's had trouble with the law prior to that incident. And I was like, that's impossible. That would mean he was trafficking kilos and kilos and pounds of marijuana. Well, but they also said he robbed the dealer. So the dealer could have had all of that and they took it. But I'm like, there's no way he was there unless they were there that long. And then he possibly got caught probably a little bit of kidnapping charges because he was there so long we holding them hostage. They haven't to get said all that, that there was kidnapping charges. Yeah, but anywho. But this is all alleged, alleged. We, yeah, we, we, we looked just, up some stuff. It's all alleged, yeah, alleged. The, it's just the 35 years didn't make sense. It didn't. So when I was looking into Iowa law, there is something called a special B-class felony that pops up where you could get up to 50 years. For just possession charges. For just marijuana possession charges. Then we found out Class B felonies also cover burglary. Yes. And all the other stuff. Then we also found out through the show that Chris acted a damn fool in court. So apparently Chris was acting a damn fool in jail the, the eight months he was uh, in holding. Fighting guards the whole time. Well, okay. <laughs> so we've, I found an article that, that asserted that he, when he was arrested at 18... And he was in holding. So before he even got his sentencing, he was acting out. He was being guards, whatever, yada, yada, you. Fighting guards. The so, show said during during sentencing, when he was in court, they had to shackle, shackle him, down. him down. And he also was throwing threats of murdering people. So they pretty much had to muzzle him like he was, uh, Clarice, what's that movie? Hannibal uh, Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> and had him literally chained to the floor laying down because he was acting such a damn fool that they couldn't get on the proceedings. That's what it sounds like to me. So essentially Calvin feels better about the sentencing now because it's kind of fleshed out why he would have gotten 35. Yeah. He got a bunch of of extra time for acting a goddamn fool. So he had priors and he had priors. Then, you know, he, the, the actual incident that took place, then him acting up in holding in court, I'm sure some of that time got tacked on during his first couple of years in prison. And I'm sure when he made those threats, that added even more time. Probably. And now it's accumulated and to I'm 35. I'm pretty sure he threatened the, uh, the lawyer and the judge. I'm sure he threatened everybody. Why, why, why stop? I'm sure he threatened everybody. At the, but he was, again, he also was much younger and dealing with so whatever that situation was. They told was. him, go sit your young ass down. By the time you get out, we're going to take away all your 20s and some of your 30s. And this is all alleged, alleged. From you. This sh- the show doesn't usually go into a lot of super clear detail about everything, but people love to tell on themselves in this show. And Savannah asserts that he is a boss type, which I was like, that's an interesting but term. Telling on yourself is just what they do now with this generation. So <laughs> she tells a lawyer he's a boss type. 
I guess, and I was like, that's an interesting choice yeah, of words. I guess telling yourself is, since I tell myself, you can't say I did anything wrong. I, I committed a crime or anything because I told them myself. It's very interesting. Well, Savannah's here to see, talk to this lawyer because she's trying to help him commute his sentence. She has been helping him add to his commutation, I guess, appeals to show that he has done a lot of work on himself to rehabilitate and deserves to have his, his sentence commuted because he's done 12 years. So far. I've been changed in jail. And not only that, the lawyer had seen a previous appeal that was done in, I want to say, 2020 or 2022, not that long ago, like a year or so, yep. where the appeals board agreed with him that he had made a lot of change, made a lot of progress, and agreed to have worked towards getting his sentence commuted, but the governor uh, turned it down. Apparently said, nada. So the lawyer asserts maybe they don't have a full story, story and yeah. she should get in touch with his family because there could be somebody who is also putting out there that he hasn't made any of these changes. It may not have been a personal decision on the governor's end. They might have gotten information from somebody also close to Jake to say that, nah, he's, he's not worthy of it. So, but that's not what the news that Savannah takes home. Savannah asked the lawyer, you know, would his commutation stuff get changed? Would it be a better, I guess, appeals argument if, if. he's married? And the, and the lawyer says it might. It wouldn't hurt. The lawyer basically shrugs and is like, I guess. Like, yes. <laughs> Like, it wouldn't there's hurt. No definitive, like absolutely, this would for sure make the sentencing shorter. He doesn't say that at all. He just but goes. Some head takes you it could. as, I. That's a definite. Yeah, it would do it. Make a whole lot of difference. Because she just wants to get married. The the first two times that we've seen this girl, that's all she cares about is trying to get married to this man who is in prison for the foreseeable future. Chris or not Chris? I want to say his name is Chris, but it's not Jake. Jake. It's like, no, I'm not, so getting, <laughs> not getting married while I'm in prison. She thinks it's him saying no to her specifically. I kind of feel like it's what he said the first time. I understand what he's saying. Yeah. I get it. Thumbhead doesn't get it. He basically had said in the previous episode that he didn't want another first tied to his time in prison. And being married was a huge first. So it... But, but she's like, no, you're not listening to me. You. But <laughs> it's not sinking through that thick skull of hers. So whatever. And he's like, bitch, just tell me what happened to the goddamn lawyers. That's all I want to know. What do you say? It's crazy. And she pretty much told her, the lawyer said, hey, there might be a reason why they're not really. She didn't get that part to him. We know that. Oh. But she didn't tell him none of that. Oh, she just yeah. kept going on about being married. married. So he's like, look. She's like, maybe if I can get some information from your family on seeing what's going on and what's She didn't wrong. say that either. She said she wanted to reach, since she was going to be, I guess, close to his hometown in Waterloo. Waterloo. Yeah. She wanted to reach out to his family because she hasn't been able to get a hold of them. And he was like, you're not going to get a hold of them. <laughs> so he's like, it's not even worth trying. If you need to talk to somebody, talk to my friend Timmy, so basically. She's going to meet a guy named Timmy to help her with everything to get him out early i don't eat well i think that her hope is that it could lead to help with the commutation but who knows what timmy's gonna tell her but she also keeps thinking that there's further secrets because he keeps trying to tell her not to reach out to his family i think his family doesn't want to be bothered with him i don't know if they don't want to be bothered with him or if they are tired of her 
She's a lot. I think it's a little bit of both. She was like, I'm so close to his aunt. And then she tried to call the aunt. And it was like, nah. And there was no answer. Nada. Do you think the reason the governor said no was maybe the family said something? I do think so. Yup. Oh, I wonder if the victims did. Because they're, they're, probably, they're still up and around, right? But they're drug dealers. So I don't think, I, I wouldn't think they have that much sway. I don't know, because they also were held, I'm assuming, at gunpoint, because she said there was a gun present. Still, but they're still drug dealers, though. Uh-huh. I don't think, I'd be listening to a you drug dealer. You think their dealer. believability isn't the same yes. as if a family member was like, nah. Yes. But I also can't help but wonder about the family, if it is the family that's doing all of that. They clearly know more about Jake than everybody else. Yeah. So it would hold a lot more weight if they were the ones that was like, nah, don't do it. Yeah, I think it's something going on. I think some of those threats he made to them, too. But, I think he was just threatening everybody. So, but my thing was he was a kid at the time, right? He was a teenager. Maybe they thought he needed to be in jail and he needs to be there for a while. Twelve years is not a lot, a while? Maybe not. We don't know what he's saying to them when they do talk to him or when the last time they talked to him. That's true. We also don't so, know what they've been through with him. Exactly. So, but, ugh. but Savannah's still going on about the marriage thing. She's like, I don't know why he's not taking the advice of a legal professional. I'm like, this legal professional did not advise this, but okay. She's like, it would be so easy. We just got to talk to the warden, do a little bit of counseling, bim, bamboo, married. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. I don't want all of my life tied to prison, right? Tied to prison. <laughs> We find out he's got an AA. He's got other college credits. Clearly, he's been doing a lot of work. Clearly. But I also don't understand why we can't just respect his wishes. Like, I'm already dating him. So, with me dating him and me being married to him right now while he's in prison is the same thing. It's going to suck when it turns out that Jake is crazy as hell. Because he's been so reasonable so far. <laughs> that makes so much sense. And we're going to find right? out. We're going to find out he's a madman and crazy as all cat shit. It's going to be a full, what, that Tyra Banks meme? We were rooting for you. Yeah. We were all rooting for you. Yeah, he is batshit crazy all of a sudden. I hope not. I hope, <laughs> well, he is dating Savannah, though, so there's a there's a flag on the wall. Anyway. I got a feeling that's really what it is. <laughs> I'll kill your mama, I'll kill your daddy, and I'll eat your kids. I'm like, wow, that's why you're Cannibalism? here. Cannibalism? That's, that's why you're here, sir. Lord. All right. And, and I have a muzzle on. Let's get to my favorite couple. Jade and Chris, insanity. This one is more pragmatic. To recap, Jade is Chris's spouse of five years, apparently. I, th I thought it was only one, but it's five. No, it's five. Jade has been married to Chris for five years. They have never physically been in the same space for more than 20, 30 minutes. They talk on the phone. Jade has complaints that he is too controlling and wants all of her time from the prison. Her sister can't stand him. Uh, we get the impression that her family is also a little wary of him. Jade is spending all of Chris's money. She does all not work. All of his money. Her social media presence is what fulfills her, I guess. And all, all it is is her showing off all of the stuff that Chris buys her. All of his money. Jessica asserts that her sister's not materialistic, contrary to all of the evidence that we have seen so far. But she likes nice things, which just means that she is materialistic. Yes. So <laughs> You're not materialistic, even though you like materialistic things. Jessica also hates Chris, even though he pays. We've seen him pay for the birthday party that they threw this woman. He's paying for everything that she has on. I know he I paid for the flight it. for her to get out there. And I guarantee you it was first class. I'm not doubting he's paying for everything she is. Oh, my gosh. That's why she's 
she feels emboldened to say what she says. Dumb as hell. Anyway, all of them. So now we've got Jade and Jessica in Minnesota because they are going to be going to Chris's powwow, which again, I'm confused. So they had a, they said the prison has a powwow, but all we saw was them meet up with some nieces. No Chris in sight. Anyway, they said they're going to a prison powwow to meet up with the inmates, but we did not was see that, that happen. Was that the pre-pow of the wow? Oh, you think that was like their initial meetup and then they were yeah. going to go to the powwow later? I'm hoping that's what it was. Confusion. That's the worst powwow I've ever seen. First of all, I don't like them using that word so freely. It was, <laughs> Just it like, was, it no. Was, it was a pew-pew to me. Oh my gosh. I mean, so Chris is attached to a tribe. I think that's out that way in Minnesota. Supposedly, they're the richest tribe. They have a casino, and they allot their money to everybody who's a, t- a member of the tribe. Um, Jade is blown that Chris's family doesn't like her or want to meet her. Chris I puts out there. I don't know why. Oh, also, Chris may or may not have gotten in trouble because now he's in a medium security prison. He was in a low security prison. Now he's in a medium Seems one. Seems like somebody shouldn't have had those goddamn phones like I was saying. And she says she hasn't seen him since he's been transferred. He can call her, but it's not the same. He, it's not the regular FaceTime stuff we were seeing. Huh. Sound like somebody shouldn't have had them goddamn phones. Chris lets her know that she's, she's only going to be meeting his nieces because his aunts and his mom and them don't want to go out. And Jade is blown. She's like, I don't understand why they don't want to meet me. I, and then she says, I think his mom is snobby. Like I guess the, the instance where... She bought the mother a gift. The mom didn't like the gift. And she was like, this woman's snobby. I'm like, okay. Now, normally people just throw away people's gifts. The mom had the decency and respect to give it back. Did she give it back? I don't even know if that's what happened. She said the mom gave it back. Very interesting. I thought she said she just didn't like it. She said she didn't like it and she gave it back. I have so many questions. Or sent it back to her. Also, what do you think she got her? I know she got her something she wanted. Like, you know how people give you a gift, but it's a gift that they want for themselves? (laughs) No, I think she got her something cheap. And shitty. No, I think she spent Chris's money, but I think she spent it on something she wanted and then gave it to this woman. Okay. I, and I, this and this mother was like, I know you bought this with my son's money. Uh, I, no. I, I disagree. I think she bought something cheap. And the mom was like, no. <laughs> Either way, the mom is not on good terms with Jade. Anyway. Exactly. And Jade is blown. She doesn't know why, why this is happening. But we know why. Listen. I was blown in Jade's, Jade's little side talk where she was like, I feel like they should be grateful that I'm with their son and helping him turn a new leaf. I was like, for what? For what? You're just spending his money. <laughs> Denise asks you, do you have a job? We get and- there. We, she meets these nieces. So she and Jessica, her sister, go and meet Chris's nieces for, I guess, the pre-game, before the powwow, maybe. Sure. And it is hilariously awkward. It's so... Honestly, I got to give it to Chris's nieces. That the the one that was talking the most. Yeah, asking the best questions. Yes, they get to meet these nieces. She's and done this before. It, it seemed like it, right? Like she was <laughs> she yes. was prepared. The heifer's been here before. Listen, so she's talking to Jade to try to get some more information from her, and she's like, "So are you working?" And Jade's like, "No." no. And she's I, like, I, "I could be Jade. You could ask me the questions." I'll she's like, "So do you have a job?" No. She's like, "Okay, so are you?" Planning on getting a job, or are you just living off Uncle Chris's money? Well, me and Chris talked about it. He doesn't want me to work. He just wants to support me. <laughs> That's what she said. Provide. He just she wants to provide. Provide for me. Support, provide, same thing. Chris and then she was like, why know. do you think the family doesn't like me? Why do you think they don't like me? And 
immediately the niece goes, your social media. What about my social media? And we get a clip cut to Jessica, not Jessica, Jay doing her social media thing, which is literally her putting her phone up, live streaming, and showing all of the things this is that Chris, Chris buys her. Bought me today. That's this ridiculously is like expensive. Topaz and silver mix. So this is about seven or eight hundred dollars. She shows a box of dried roses. Those boxes of roses sell for for hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. Yeah, I was going to get you one, and I said, I rather pay my uh, mortgage. Right. So it's it's. No. It's daily expensive. And that is her whole, if you go and check out her social media, that's the whole thing is how much this dude drops on her and what she buys with it. I don't care what people think about my social media. I love Chris. And this She's like, Chris I don't know why they would not like me because of my social media. Social media. I don't understand Girl, what? So but basically the nieces are like, you look like you're just really about flashing what he can spend, which puts a light on the tribe that we're just like these fallen rich individuals. Which is not true. Whatever. Also, poor nieces. Their family's a little more conservative in terms of showcasing their wealth like this. They're like, we just we kind of keep things private. We don't do all of this. It looks like you're with him just for his money. And that's why you guys are wearing those cheap shirts today. What if? So the nieces outright say that, but Jessica, Jade's sister, asks, "Oh, so you think she's just with your uncle for money?" And they were like, "Yeah." Then <laughs> we don't have a prenup, whatever. It's so she's like, it's just Jade being like, I don't understand why my family is okay with a prison inmate, but his family is not okay with somebody who's not in prison. And it's like, oh, um, your family is not okay with him neither. No, your family doesn't it's like him. Guts. Confused right now. And then Jessica has the audacity to be like, I don't understand why they're judging my sister. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> your sister, whole persona is spending our uncle's money. That's her whole persona. And then you have his nieces who are like, listen, his mother has been, you know, through a lot, you know, with Chris, his jail time. But also, apparently, Chris has a history of exes that were just there for money, that he spent a lot of money on and who only wanted him for his money. I think she also got a shock, too, that that's money he saved up. So technically, he's not really we're not balling like that. The money we get pretty much go to all our bills and we just. To survive. We're well, not yeah. making that much money. His nieces go, the only reason he was able to tap into the kind of funds that you are making it look like he has is because he's been he's been saving. Because he's been in jail the right. whole time. <laughs> right. Commissary's not that expensive. White draws in jail are like right. $250 he a pay, doesn't have something like that. Bills or cost of living he's gotta so look at. So he like it's so, yeah. It's not that the it's not that the his tribe is giving him hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're not. So but his nieces are just like, uh, they have an aside, I guess, I think one of the producers asked them, what would make the family, I guess, kind of trust Jade's intentions with Chris, or at least have her be on relatively good terms with them? Because the niece also puts out there that if Jade wanted to get closer to the family, there's some things they'd like her to do, like have her physically be in the same state that Chris is in to show that she is trying to be a part of his daily life. And then get to know the family that way. Because right now, Chris is in Minnesota. And she moved to Florida. These states are nowhere near each other. Not even remotely close. <laughs> so, I think there's a lot of land in between those two states. An enormous amount of land. So, like... Yes. Hilarious. Hysterical. And we still haven't seen the visitation yet. I just really loved that his nieces were asking these real questions. And she had zero answers to give. 
Uh, no, she had answers to give. It was just dumbass answers. It's too funny. Or conceited answers. But and they've been so they've been married for five years. He's been in prison for I want to say close to eight. I didn't think she's done burned through a a good chunk of that money. Clearly, this relationship is not gonna last if he gets out. I wouldn't be shocked if she's living off check to check right now. She's his check to check. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be shocked. Well, so she would get some money from her socials. She is doing well on, on social media. So she would get some money from her socials. I don't think she's spending that money. I think she's putting that money up. I don't know. She spends pretty frivolously. Well, I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I understand so you're saying she she's probably she, spending his money, not her money. But I don't she's know. She's still tapping in her money because she's spending money way too fast. She really is. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. And so then, she's not even it. saving her own money either. So. No. Yeah. And that's it. That's it for Love During Lockup. Love During Lockup. There's a lot of complaints about this season. A lot of people feel like these couples aren't worth following, but I am having a great time. Why? They feel like it's boring. They feel like Renika and Asante's storyline is boring. They feel like, um, what's her face? Another couple is boring. They, oh, Andy. Andy and Brittany. They want constant love, love and hip-hop fight well a lot of people are saying like it's not worth it some i should say a lot but some people are saying love during lockups are not worth it because you can't see the inmate they're here to see the chaos that happens when they get out oh okay yeah i can see that yeah that makes yeah i can see that uh-huh. yeah I can, I can see because now he's home now let's let the fighting and friction begin right i get that it makes sense i still think love during lockup is still good okay Especially if you got the right group of people. Uh-huh. Like the crazy lady from last year, whatever her name was. The what? one from Buffalo, the mortician. Oh, yes. The, what what they liked about her, because yes. she was consistently fighting one of his girls. Ghosts. She was fighting ghosts. Ghosts. She was fighting spirits. <laughs> she was fighting the underworld. <laughs> she was fighting the heavens. She was fighting everybody. She, and she was all over the place. She loved flipping tables and she flashing her She was like, tits. he loves me. I love him. We are together. And Boston then she was loves like, me. Then she was like, oh, I also have these eight other niggas I'm talking to as well. <laughs> and she had like this Ouija board or what that, uh, which of the females when y'all put that, they all wish boards or something? Ouija board? That's not a Ouija board. You know y'all guys get together and did y'all, uh, y'all vision board? Yes. She had a vision board of men. Of just guys. Of just guys yes. in prison. Yes. I didn't know she, that they make that much money. She made enough money to send all of them. She's a mortician. Yeah, they make, a, they make a nice amount. They do. I just, I just don't want to mess up. She, she made enough to open up her own spot. Yeah, I would do it, but uh, people don't like the way I dress up their family members. You don't get a choice in how you dress up their family members. They bring the clothes and everything. Yeah, once I put it on, I got to put it on, right? How would you mess it up? You're gonna put their pants on the top and your shirts on the bottom. Crisscross. They wouldn't see that far. If Uh you're doing an open casket, they don't show the, they don't show the full length of the body. Look. Well, you can tell his jacket is on backwards. Calvin, I don't, I don't think you understand how morticians put these clothes on these people. It's how? not, it's not how you think it is. Oh, how do you do it? It's basically like laid and pinned down, basically, because it's hard to push a body into it. Why oh. do they do the process? It's hard oh. to push a body. Into so they just staple the clothes to the people. Not to them, but maybe to like the casket. So they just booty, booty butt naked. Like you know that the joke we heard last night with Tony Baker, how mm-hmm. he would be still in suits. Mm-hmm. It's not full suits. It's just the top. It's not even the full top. They got to cut the back out most of the time for those suits to get it to fit. Because the body is rigid. It's not movable. 
So you just asked out suits and chaps. It could be. I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to believe, believe me. Anyway, but that's it. That's for love during lockup. Do you guys know that we have an email account? Email address is we like that dat podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we like that podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and hit us up with what you are watching and see if we like that. Because we might like that. We really might. And we'd love to hear from you. And now, 90 Day Fiance. Guess we're going to start with Jasmine and Gino. Ugh. Basically, Jasmine and Gino was having a good uh, couple retreat, I guess, with each other. Yeah. They go to a, like, a nice little retreat with each other to, I guess, to reconnect and build uh, what did the uh, person they went and see, the shrink say? Build good... Uh, mm-hmm. What are you looking at? The printer. Okay. Making noises. So <laughs> the shrinks said they need to build good memories together. Yes. So good. I think this is the start of them doing that. Build happy memories. Yes, yes, yes. But it com- starts off kind of rocky because I guess Gino had too many beans in his nachos the night before. <laughs> Gross. And he wasn't man enough to handle all those beans. That's what, which is an interesting phrase of word, but all right. He goes, uh, I think we started Why, off What does being slow. a real man have to do with your digestive system? I don't know, but that's what uh, Jasmine said to me, so I guess I have to go through that. I want to wrap up this Jasmine Gino thing because it was gross. Okay, then you could be Jasmine, I could be Gino. Oh, Lord. So now we make it to the spot. What happens? We make it to the spot, we unpack, and for whatever reason, I change it to lingerie immediately and put on a bathrobe, but then pretend like I have to change again for some reason. Okay, honey, you can go. I'll, I'll be here waiting for you. Also, Jasmine the whole time is like, Gino's never been sexier. And the ain't shit crew that is the 90 day <laughs> fiance crew immediately pans down to the socks that Gino has on his feet. It's hilarious. Hey, that's going to hate. Love is going to love. That's all I can say. Jasmine comes out of that bathroom and d- delivers the goods. Mm. She's in mm. lingerie. Mm. And Gino. It felt like he was doing his best commercial impression. You look good, baby. You He's just so like, hot. this is all for me? Like, it's all uh, for me? Okay. You like that bad girl? He starts spanking her, by the way. Well, it's, she pulls out all this all this stuff she bought them. And it's all like... Dominatrix stuff. Dominatrix. But like... The the flog, the flogger he has? Yes. is That's not a... Wasn't of good quality? Anyway, it, was, it seemed dangerous. Anyway, but yes, she's got a gag she's got a flogger she's got hand she's got bondage in- instruments she's got handcuffs like manacles don't worry about gagging she's been gagging some other stuff too mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. apparently they just waka, waka, waka. did that they did like bondage dominance type things and we found out they did stuff in a jacuzzi later yeah i let her pee on me gross mm-hmm. she said she gave him a golden shower eh, gross. and she made me skate 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 all night yeah. She praises him for coming to completion. I was like, oh my God, we don't need all this information. Then they go horseback riding the next day. Yeah, baby. I like the one. Should we touch the horse from the back or is it going to kick me or something? Then we find out that 
Jasmine and Gino's cousin Dana kind of got into it before because they posted on Jasmine's socials that, you know, basically calling her gold digger. Yeah, he said some real disrespectful stuff to her and on that. Gino's like, it's not that big of a deal. It kind of is. It yeah. kind of is, Gino. They're calling me gold digger. I think we should say something about it. Just saying. And he's like, well, maybe we'll make a phone call so you guys can hash it out. Like, eh, no. Yeah, so they're going to have a, a conference call or Skype, I guess, to hash out their disagreements between one another. Right. And we leave on that note. You want to do the next one? The next one is Amanda and Razvan, a.k.a. Save Yourself, sir. Why are you here, sir? <laughs> Amanda and Save Yourself. For real. <laughs> what, it, what are you doing? Yo. It's not even that she's the devil incarnate. She just doesn't care. Like, I don't. I don't think she's the devil. I think it's exactly what his friend said. Okay. So let's get into it, and then you can talk about what the friend said. Okay. So they go to a restaurant, uh, and it is a traditional Romanian restaurant, which means she's going to hate it. We know how picky of an eater she already is. Exactly. Buying groceries. She gets there, and she's immediately upset because she can't read anything on the menu. Who knew that in a foreign country... There would be no English. In their traditional restaurant, they wouldn't wouldn't have an English menu. So she's asking Razvan to read it off. And as he's reading off the stuff, she's just laughing her head off because she doesn't understand the language, nor does she know how to put that into context. So there's that. Um, But honestly, the stuff he was reading, it sounded fine. It didn't sound any, like, egregious. Except the brains. Except the brains. I probably would eat it. It tastes like ground beef. Of course you would. You're from Hawaii. (laughs) Anywho. But it's also traditional. I'm with somebody who's from this country, who I care about, supposedly, and they're introducing me to this culture. Why wouldn't I try to step out of my comfort zone to learn more about it? I ate some stuff overseas that I didn't want to eat, but I made sure I knew what the hell it was. Now, the one thing I did not eat overseas was fish of any sorts cooked in any type of way. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the fish that's in the the China Sea over there in Asia, uh-huh. but the fish over there are mutated. Something's <laughs> wrong. Something's wrong with the water over there. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm gonna leave it at that. I don't wanna. I don't wanna push away the fans that we might have in, in Asia Pacific. Wait, mutated like they're huge, like they're big. Or I saw a fish walking through like the side streets. Not walking. Walking through the side streets. <laughs> Upright, just chilling. Walking. Ta- talking. <laughs> no, I was walking through the side streets and I was they, they have like you got different vendors and all that stuff mm-hmm. around. I saw I looked in one of the first of all the glass, the fish tank was dirty as hell. Okay. I seriously saw a fish with a forehead. Okay. Literally like a a, a human face, a human face fish. Not a human face fish. <laughs> Not a human face. It looked face at me fish. like I so at some point in my life I messed up. I swam the wrong place. And this is why I'm here. You could see it in the dirty tank? Yes. It looked at me. We looked at each other. We blinked. We made eye contact. I think he said, nigga, help. He said, help. Yeah. <laughs> he said, help. Yeah. And I was like, uh, that dude, that thing got a forehead. It looked like one of these fishes? I'm showing it on my phone. Yes. It's but called. Another one. Yeah. Similar to that. You see something like it's it's known as the fish with the big forehead. It's called a Napoleon fish. Okay, and I saw some other fish that had like human, almost human type faces. 
human type faces. And they were just chopping it, chopping it up and just eating it. Not I'm chopping like, it up. No, thank you. And I was like, yeah. Um, anywho, back to Razman and Amanda. Well, like the big head fish, uh, I feel like Razman is, is chomping it up to get some help because Amanda's the worst. Um, so she's at the restaurant. He's reading off. He's translating what a lot of the dishes are called. And they're kind of grandiose in their name. And she is laughing her head off. Like one is called like the sword or something? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but she's also not, She. I don't even know what she eats, but we know she's not going to eat it. So yeah. then he tells her about how his friend is throwing a party and she wants her. You know, Amanda and him to come so he can get to know her. She can get to know her. Yeah. She's throwing a pool party. And um, Amanda's like, I don't know where these friends are coming from. <laughs> She's never talked about that before. Have you asked him, girl? Have you asked him? Uh, I, I, I like how she has never said anything to nothing, her before. Nothing. So during the uh, meal, they talk about he wants her to meet her parents, meet yeah. his parents and all that stuff. And how his parents hated his ex. Yes. And how he thinks his mom and dad would love her as long as she's like Christian and all that other stuff, blah, 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 His blah, reasonings blah. were very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I understand the, the religion one. It was that very could be. basic. It was very basic. I mean, basic, but he was like, yeah. they're going to like you because you have a good heart. Like, yeah. it was it was sweet, but it was yeah. that legitimate reason. So then he says, because my mom knew I always wanted to come to America. It was my dream. Well, he was. He tells her that his mom is going to be worried about him leaving because yes. yeah. he he's planning on leaving. We know the the viewers know mm-hmm. that he's been planning to go to America. Yes, Amanda apparently was not aware, and not aware that he was going to go on his own dime too. Which that's the thing. If he was already going on his own dime, why are you so shocked? Or are you so thrown back by it? She's like, it raises a red flag. And I'm like, he yeah. doesn't need you to go to America. Exactly. <laughs> to go to America. What red flag is this raising? He said his visa's almost here. I don't understand, girl. What are you talking about? Exactly. Uh, th- if he was using you to go to America, he's going about it in a strange way. This was the longest way to get to America if I was using you. <laughs> I already got granted my exactly. visa. I'm just waiting for it to arrive. But yes. Yes, I'm using you to go to America, question mark. Yeah, to be with your snotty nose kids. I've been telling you that I want to work as an entertainer for ages. I've got a music video I'm doing. I'm doing the acting thing. I've got my TikTok stuff. So you know I'm doing all of this. Additionally, I told you I wanted to see you right after you got back so I could meet your children and do all that. So you knew I was trying to come down to America as well. He let us know he wanted to be a singer. He couldn't wait to get to Nashville. Cause he wanted, I want to get to the Nashville. Because he he's a huge fan of that style of music, which you also have heard. So, But then all of a sudden she's like, if I had known his dream was always to come to America, it would have changed things. I think it's exactly what you said at the beginning mm-hmm. of this fiasco and this ride with these two. <laughs> that she wasn't over her husband yet. Yeah. And he was, she was just looking for a filler for the time being. Until mm-hmm. she got over it. And I think it sucks for this poor dude to get to have this happen to him again. I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, the first one wasn't. I don't think she was necessarily American, but she was controlling. Yeah. So she just jumped into a relationship, and she's using him to help him get over her husband, mm-hmm. so she can actually mess around and do the things she want to do with the next person. Honestly, I don't even think she knows how to do that. I think she's using him to figure out how to do all of that. Yeah, that's, honestly, that's messed because up. she she got with her husband when she was 19. She says they've known each other longer than that. 
which makes me wonder how young were you then when you started talking to this guy? But is it a situation where he met you when you were crazy young, but waited till you were 19 to do anything? That's, that's not better. That's even worse. That's so, but I mean, she basically has never been single, like grown and single. And now she's a single mom. She's still grieving a lot. Because the t- depending on who you believe on the internet about the timeline of everything, it's very soon after his passing that she's doing all this with Razvan. Whether she was talking to him, whether that overlapped or not, it's still very fresh and very new. And a lot of times women like that don't know how to take uh, compliments or aren't used to being complimented or saying that they're attractive okay. or stepping into their sexuality. Okay. Once they lose that person that defined their sexuality and all that things, they're in this lost space for some strange reason so well, then yeah when, when they get out and everybody tell them they're cute now they're like oh i'm, I'm gonna finally explore this for myself this for myself mm-hmm. and they you kind of end up sometimes good guys end up getting caught in the crossfire caught in the crossfire yeah yeah well I, the other thing though is that i don't think at least right now i don't think there's other people on the hook so because in my experience People who get out of a bad relationship, and I'm not necessarily being widowed, but definitely getting out of a bad relationship, coming into their own, realizing that their value wasn't tied to that one person. Who hurt you? Oh, oh. anyway, but um, when they get like attention, they tend to like, there's this moment where they're not very clear in communication and they're just kind of chasing after all these attentions. I don't think that's necessarily happening with Amanda and Razvan necessarily, but I do think. She's pinning a lot on Razvan that he can't possibly live up to. And because he's not, she's like, this is further proof <laughs> that we're not going to work. And it's like, he's a human. He can't, what, are you, what are you talking about? He's not going to be your ex-husband. He's not going to be a miraculous father figure that you want attached to these children's lives. When you don't even want that to happen as well you want a lot of stuff but you also don't want that same stuff in the same space i don't know what she wants but she doesn't either now we move on they get they're getting ready and they go to the pool party yes and she meets razvan's friend Mm -hmm. diana yes diana diana and diana comes over with the banging body she cute she is and amanda's like who the holy <laughs> she's immediately threatened absolutely so she walks over it's like oh so amanda where's your bathing suit are you not going to <laughs> stop your doing suit? these accents it's so disrespectful all my accents sound like the same place it does it's disrespectful <laughs> no i'm good at accents okay i'm not gonna stop that's my career but yes she's like what you know where's your bathing suit and amanda tries to like dismiss it like oh i just didn't bring one and Razvan's like, she's on her period. She's on, <laughs> she's, she's on that time of month that visits every woman. Because Deanna looks at him like, you didn't tell her this was a pool party? And he's like, oh, no, she's on her period. And she's thrown back by that. Can I say something? Yeah. Public service announcement to all Americans. She's embarrassed, yes. People overseas, they get straight to the point. They don't cut corners. They don't dodge. They don't... Uh, sugarcoat. Do, sugarcoat. They don't know. They understand what sugarcoating is. To them, them telling you what is going on is sugarcoating. But to be fair, it's also not malicious. They're not yeah. being that blunt to hurt anything. Exactly. It's not malicious. They're just telling the 
flat out truth. Although I think in Nicholas' case, he was trying to hurt. What do you want? Hugs? Hugs? No, I think that's You just... want too many things. <laughs> I think that's just him being him. <laughs> I don't think that was him being malicious. I think that's... I think it was. <laughs> no, I don't think... See? That's where we disagree. I think that was just him. To... So, so do you want hugs? You want hugs to me, Shia? You want hugs? So... It was just uh, like... You want hugs? Whoa, wow. <laughs> anyway, that's I'm another just like couple. Jesus. I take it for the cross. That's another couple. <laughs> but that's another couple for another day. But, so, eventually Amanda and Diana go... Deanna. Deanna go off and have a conversation. And let Yes, the, Deanna um, tells Razvan she wants to talk to Amanda on her own. So, the conversation goes left really fast because Diana... Deanna. Deanna. What if Deanna picks up on some eye signals that uh, Amanda makes to Razvan? I think it's more than eye signals. And she doesn't... She no likey. Well, she no likey. There was already red flags with... And, in Deanna's eyes when it came to Amanda. Because remember, this is the friend that he also went to that restaurant where the car was randomly parked. Yes. And she was already like, this is not going to be something that lasts. Like, the information she had on Amanda being a fresh widow, being in America, not to mention what she may have experienced with Razvan, because Razvan has said that they've broken up several times already and gotten back together. So she's coming in with all that information. Then she finally meets Amanda in person. And when she meets Amanda in person, Amanda is her usual, almost quiet, cold self. And she is throwing these looks towards Razvan, like, a lot. That Deanna picks up on, and not to say that's specific to gender, but Deanna picks up on what's not being said. That in-between line. And so, so she calls Amanda out on it when she has her talk with her. And Amanda's like, I don't know who this bitch is, but I think she's in love with Razvan. That was her takeaway. And uh, the takeaway is, nah, bitch, I just want to protect my friend because he's been hurt. And <laughs> yeah. he's very, very, very sensitive. I felt like all the points Deanna brought up were not, they weren't outlandish. She was like, I see the looks that you're sharing. And it's very much like, I love him, but I'm going to kill him. It's kind of toxic. It is toxic. She knows. It is toxic. So, basically, Deanna yeah. is like, um, you know what? Are you in love with him or are you just attached to him? And I think that's what it really is. It I don't think she's in moment. love. I think she's just attaching to him yeah. for the time being right now to get through this period yeah. until she finds what she really wants. Which, I mean, understandably, you, everybody works through grief their own way. But if it's at the cost of hurting somebody else, it, it may not be the best way. It's fucked up. And Deanna basically kind of touches on that. She's like, it's been such a short time. You know, for you guys to say that you're in love with each other. And I'm not here to question that love, but I am here to let you know, like, this I, is my friend. I care about my friend. And I don't want you in your them. grief process to hurt them. Because I will sure enough dump you in this pond or lake or ocean behind me right now. It's a lake. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the medicants will never find your body. And Amanda is upset. She's like, who is this person to call my relationship toxic? Because it is. But it is. So. <laughs> so. I like Deanna for that. I, I, I don't even know if Razvan's going to have anything to say after all of that, but hopefully he listens because the, the scenes for next episode is Razvan crying because Amanda has told him that she can't see them pursuing this further, which she should have said. She shouldn't have never come to Romania. She shouldn't have come. She should have just. And that's it. She shouldn't have came to Romania. <laughs> she should have listened to her sister. And just, like, enjoyed Razvan for what it was. Some, a, a brief respite from...
from all the other stuff that she was doing and not invest the way that she has into this person because he's a person who also was trying to invest in her and daydreaming maybe naively about what it would be to be with this person and yada 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 blah 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 with their connection but everything we've seen of Amanda so far just screams that she's not ready to move forward at all from from the person she just lost which is fair that's fair and I understand why she went because everything back home reminded her of him the kids the house everything yeah so I understand getting away she she just got away and she was going to see Razman, let him know up front, hey, this is what it is. Yeah. Or just went somewhere else just to get away. But, yeah, this is jacked up. It really is. And it's just dragging out, out longer and longer and getting worse. She's the worst. Razman has the baby cry in the next episode, so we'll see what happens. I don't know if that's necessarily a baby crying, but he is a sweetheart. And <laughs> it seems like he wears his heart on his sleeve. Like, his, his emo- he's very... Cognizant of his emotions. He needs to take that heart sleeve and throw it away. I think he needs to be with somebody who's going to value it. It's clearly not Amanda. So, our next couple is Dim Sum or Dempsey and Statler. Yes. So, they start off with Statler taking a cold shower. And she's freaking out because this is the day she gets to meet the pops. So, this is also Dempsey's place. That does not have any heated water and only one or two rooms are plumbed, meaning there's only working plumbing in like the kitchen and the shower, but there's no heat to the water. Seems, and it's February in the UK. Seems like she jerry rigged this caravan. Well, she works at a place where they take those units and, you know, refurbish them. So she's doing it at her own pace because it's coming out of her own pocket, which is fair. And she did let Statler know, like, hey, I don't have all of this other stuff <laughs> that you might You know need. what would be funny? If that was all a ploy and she has hot water, she just turned it off. It was tests. Yeah, it was a test. And two, taking a cold shower ain't that bad. I've took numerous, numerous numbers of cold showers in the military. As somebody like Statler who needs a hot, boiling lava hot shower, I too would be screaming in that shower. Actually, I wouldn't be screaming in that shower because I know how to boil water. I'd know how to make this a, a warm shower. But... Whatever you would know, because I've taken numerous cold showers after you because there's no hot water left <laughs> in the state. No, there's hot water left. Anyway, at least but, not in the county. Yeah. Um, also, she's nervous because she's getting ready to meet Dempsey's dad. Mm-hmm. Dempsey's dad does not know that Dempsey has a girlfriend. He knows she's been talking to someone. He doesn't know it's serious. Uh, I, to Dempsey's credit, she doesn't know how serious it is. And he's a, he's a typical British man. Straight oh, to, to the, the Ford and dull as hell. That, what? Anyway. You can't tell whether he's joking or serious. Oh, everything sounds serious. Probably I that, put it like that. That's you. Anyway. I'm a likable guy. So is her dad. Debatable. Okay. Anywho, so she gets ready to go. Um, and she's feeling a way about it because, again, she's aware that Statler's, or not Statler, Dempsey's dad kind of knows about her but doesn't really know about her and she's also intending to move in with Dempsey that Dempsey's not aware of so that's happening so they're in the car riding they're talking getting ready prepping for the meet with dad and Demp- and Statler tells Dempsey she's in love Dempsey doesn't know how to process it or what to say she just keeps on talking about the meeting with dad so 
if you think of the time frame, they've been talking for like what five or six months. Yes. And then they've only been in person with each other the last two or three days. Yes. Okay. And now Statler's in love with her. Well, that isn't that how internet love works? Maybe not, because Dempsey was like, um, no. Then why are you trying to do internet slubs? And Statler has a history of jumping too fast. Why are you trying to do internet slubs on the internets when you know internets relationships are microwaved? If I talk to you for seven months on the internet, that's like me and you being together for like a year or two years. In real life. In real life, that's two years. They're hilarious, Calvin. I'm just saying, I'm just doing, I'm just doing the math, the internet maths. Uh-huh. It's internet maths. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Internet maths. It tells you. Internet maths. Yeah. So, what happens after that? They meet up with, uh, with dad at some pier or something like that. Look, they had a pier or something. Yeah, it's like a little restaurant spot. They got fish and chips or something. Yeah. So, they start talking. He asks questions. And Dempsey drops the bomb on the, on the, on the, on the big guy that me and uh, Statler are together. We've been in a relationship for the last seven months, mm-hmm. give or take. And the dad's like, oh, huh, okay, that's new to me. Okay, so um, thank you for telling me at this point. So I guess I'm meeting your girlfriend for the first time? He's like, yeah. So they're talking, and he's asked Dempsey, I mean Statler, uh, so what do you think of Dempsey, or have you ever done this before? And she goes, yeah, my ex was a British girl. And Dempsey goes, Statler has a things for British chicks pause that dempsey also has a history of dating toxic women apparently her dad has not been a fan of her significant others hence his red uh red lights every time he's talking to statler to be fair statler is just just flaring those red lights (laughs) not doing a good job of uh making him feel any more uh good with the relationship Basically, like, there's, she's not offer, she's not offering a lot of support yeah, to be like, she's yeah, not put him at, put him, putting him at ease in any way with her answers. I feel bad for Dempsey. She seems like a genuinely beautiful person who <laughs> fell in love with somebody who has their own quirks, but who is moving entirely way too fast and has very interesting demands of what this relationship should be in such a short time but none of this is really raising flags for Dempsey or if it does raise a flag she's quick to be like yeah it's a little worrisome but it'll be fine so I understand why her dad would be protective of her why are you running into everything and um, and be hesitant to be like what is going on with this relationship and uh, Statler really isn't making it any better she's like yeah I used to have an ex Yada, 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 who was also English. I've got a thing for English girls. And he's like, okay. Oh, my girl, my daughter is a fetish to you. Great. So then Dempsey goes and uh, gets food for both, for both of them. When she tell, well, after they tell him what, what they want. And her dad is sitting there talking to Statler alone. And Statler is like, yeah, telling him her plans. And then she drops the bomb on her dad saying how, you know, um, my lease is up when I get back. And I'm thinking about moving over here with Statler. And with Dempsey? With Dempsey. With Dempsey. And the dad's like. Mind you, she still hasn't told Dempsey. Exactly. And the dad's like, that's kind of fast. And insane. Yes. And insane. Um, so 
do you guys have you guys talked about this or worked this out on any way? And pretty much she kind of tells her that she's like kind of winging it. Yeah, there's no kind of. She tells him she's winging it. So I don't know if this does Stadler ever leave the table and Dempsey talks to her dad alone. I think that's what happens. Where would she go? Where does Stella go? <laughs> but at know. some point, it's just Dempsey and her dad. At yeah, some point. okay, talking. So Dempsey and her dad is talking. And Dempsey dad is pretty much like, "Yo, She's I think you guys need to fast. slow down." Yeah, because I think you're moving too fast, mm-hmm. and I think you guys need to take some time to really work on your relationship. Yeah, because I don't know who the hell does this internet stuff and then starts falling in love like that. But everybody on the internet. Seems like she has, he says, pretty much telling his daughter, seems like Statler has a history of jumping into things way too fast. Statler does or Dempsey? He's saying Statler, but he doesn't want Dempsey to get hurt by this. Okay. Because from talking to Statler, he thinks she jumped, he has a history of jumping into things. He's not wrong. Yeah. So he's like, so I think you guys should just take your time. And get to know each other a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And um, just refine your relationship. Because I just don't want you to get hurt again. Uh-huh. Like you have. Because your last relationship was very toxic. And I had to pick up the pieces. So just slow down, basically. So that actually makes Dempsey draw back a little. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? Maybe he's right. And I noticed a lot of Statler's prior relationships didn't work because... She's moving way too fast. And she even said it herself. So maybe my dad's right. Maybe we should actually take a step back and slow down a little bit. Yeah. Because that did bring up the fact that when she tried to move with the other girl to, uh, to Great Britain, that's when the other girl was like, no, we moved too fast. And yeah. tried to pretty much nix the relationship. No, she left. Yeah. She, yeah, she left. broke up with her. Yeah, broke up with her. Yeah. So that's pretty much the meeting between Statler, Dempsey, and his dad. And, and her dad. Dempsey's dad. Yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to, I guess, like, the fo- either the following day or the following yeah. week. It's Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, yeah. Dempsey goes off to work, and Statler's like, all right, time to get the plan going. She pretty puts much... on these Carthart overalls. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. I don't know. That's used, It's usually used for, like, construction and rural work. I don't work. know why she was trying to look like a lumberjack. Maybe she likes all the pockets? I don't know. I have no idea. It was weird. So pretty much she started Valentine's Day, the whole area in the house. She puts a bunch of roses and rose petals down. She's got candles laid out. And to everybody else, including Javon, the Uh lady to my left, the way she put on her lipstick was very aggressive and crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And to me, it's just, I think, I think she's just putting on just to make, now the lip kiss that she put on the, the card was crazy looking it was very interesting how all of those things happened i don't at one think time. the way she put on a lipstick was that it was, it, egregious it was the bomb egregious i should say well it just it looked it looked like how little girls put on lipstick when they first are playing with makeup <laughs> no shade no tea okay. <laughs> but it looked like when you're playing makeup with friends as a little kid that's what it looked like i don't, I don't know how to swipe it on a lip just yet i'm just gonna I'm just going to figure it out as I go. I don't think she was trying to do it to look pretty. I think she was just putting it on just no, to do she that. She wasn't trying to do it to look pretty, but she also, it just, the application process was very weird. It was very interesting. The choices made. <laughs> like she tried to put on chapstick and then reapply and recoat. Wasn't even like, 
even if you put on chapstick, most people just smear it on your lip. They don't do this like dab. little intricate dab thing. <laughs> and it because it was because she put it on regularly for the bottom lip and then did the weird little dab at the top. It was like, what's well, happening? She, maybe yeah, she has little lips. And then she awkwardly lip. kissed that envelope. And we're like, okay. That's what threw me off, the awkward kiss to the envelope. Because she still messed that up. Whatever. She was trying to be very cute. And honestly, the effort is adorable. She's putting all these flowers out. She's got the candles laid out. She says she's got like a three-point system for this Valentine's Day thing. She's got stuff in the house to do. She's got a little picnic thing to set up outside. Mm -hmm. And then she's going to find out where Dempsey's feelings are. Because Dempsey still has no idea she's planning to move in with her. And she's going to let all that come out tonight. In the next episode. Valentine's night. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Happy Valentine's Day. That's a good song, by the way. Every day the 14th. Yep. So now we're going to move on to Tyree and Carmella. Is it Tyree or is it Tyree? I thought it was Tyree. Oh, Tyree and I guess Carmella. Uh-huh. I'm saying it like that because I don't know. Because she's not Carmella. Because she's not Carmella. Carmella is the pretend woman that a guy named Christian created. That's why. To get money from Teray. That's why I read in like Ron Burgundy. Then they found out who the real person is in the photos that was used for catfishing. And why are they and still calling her Carmella? Because that, he doesn't know her real name. He's just going to keep using that name. And honestly, if I was that lady, I'd be like, also, yes, please continue to use the fictional name. I don't want to be attached to this. But he's reached out to her. True. So, apparently he's packing to go to Colorado, Denver to meet Carmella. You say Colorado. So weird. Say it again. Colorado. Uh-huh. Colorado. Sometimes geeshiness jumps in to some of the syllables I use. It's not my fault. My <laughs> South Carolina. I'm not going to keep saying this over. <laughs> you, you and your California education school system can go to hell. Okay? Uh-huh. They don't teach you how to be demons and uh, be communists anyway. I'm but confused with Tere. I thought he day. was going to the Caribbean. Wasn't he going to go meet I up with the real person or something? I thought so too. But somehow the the real Carmela got pulled. The real lady got pulled. She said, I'm stop calling her Carmela because we don't even know if that's her real name or not. For real. The real lady got pulled into this and now he wants to meet her. In his mind, and he's saying to see if she was part of it or. This, the scam, apparently the catfish scam. Yeah, or to see if she knew about it or profited anyway. Which doesn't if, make sense. And then they showed the text message she sent to her. She were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> that text message is heavy. Hey, so I got catfished by somebody using your photos, and I, you know, it's a, it was a whole situation, and I found out you're the real person. Uh, are you interested in meeting? And she was like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that you went through all that." A heavy first text message. All of that was in the same one text. That's crazy. She's not lying. She literally just read that text message <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> All the same thing. And somehow he got this lady to agree to meet in Colorado. I do love that the mom and the sisters were like, are you paying her to meet you? How's wow. this, what's going on with this? That's when you know you know you know your, own, your, your family member. You say, Nick, did you pay her? Right. Why is she coming? Even with so like so yes, he's changed his plans. He's not going to, to the Caribbean anymore. He's going to go to Colorado. His two sisters are coming with him. He uh, makes them stop at a store so he can get her a gift, and he wants to get her this jewelry piece. And his sisters are like, "That's way too expensive. Get her this candle. <laughs> like, so, you don't got to get her anything. But Le, get her a candle though." Lashanti and, and Shapira. 
Yeah. Shapria? Shapria. It's like, nah, get her a candle. First of all, just like they said, why do you want to get her a gift for yeah, real? Yeah, don't get her a gift at all. You don't You don't know this lady. So my question to you is, do you think she's, if she shows up, she's coming to boost or just to promote her? Cause they say she did OnlyFans too, right? Yeah. Do you think she's going to promote that too? Because this can be free if, promotion for her. If I'm in her shoes and this all goes down and I find out he's tied to a show, hell yes, it's for branding purposes. I want to show that I'm reasonable and also I maybe this leads to something else. Maybe yeah. I get my own reality show or something. Her, I'm absolutely looking at this Lady as an of the Night. Lady of the Night could be a good show. Listen, Discovery and TLC, they've done worse. So, yeah, I'm absolutely looking at this as a potential opportunity. For my branding, of course. Shoot, if no I ID show TV up, will do this too. A A and E, they'll do this too. They're owned, all owned by the same company. So of yeah. course, yeah. Damn it, everybody's owned by the same company. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, if I was her, and I actually showed up, that would be why I would show up. It's for my branding purposes. I know this dude. Yeah, that's that's why I think she might show up mm-hmm. just for that. I think you're right, and that it's his sister. The preview they show. Mm-hmm. Of somebody coming in, I think it's his sister. And she's just coming in to be like, yo, why are you still here? She's not coming. Right. I hope I hope she shows up. Because, like you said, for her. I hope she doesn't. I hope she does. It, to me. I don't think it's going to clear up anything if she does. I don't think she, she it, it shouldn't, nor should she care. Okay. Because it's just, for to me, no. The only bad publicity is no publicity. Period. So if I can get on here, put my face out there, I'm not saying for the police to get come. They would because I've been prostituting myself. They would. Oh, I never see. There you go. Being I'm sm- on escort websites. See, there you go being smart again. That's right. She is kind of an escort. Kind of. <laughs> well, she is. So. It might not be smart or wise for her to put her face on TV. Even though she kind of did already. Well, I mean, her stuff is public, so it's already out there. But, I mean, like, um, the girl from Love During Lockup, or Love mm-hmm. After, was Love After Lockup? There's another girl who's an escort. Mm-hmm. And she was on a reality TV show. And she went back to being an escort. Oh, so. I think I know who you're talking about. She was the one with the guy with the glasses. He was old. Yeah, he played he in a metal band. Put in a metal band, old man, played yes. bass or something like that. Yes, and she like I can't do this with you. Yeah, she Constantly every time they try to have mouth. yeah, every time they kiss, she threw up a little bit. Yes, and then she ended up calling her ex back and yes. started, okay, yeah. So to me, yeah, I don't think she necessarily has anything to lose necessarily. No. Yeah, but I also feel like if she does show up, it's gonna give hope to Therese delusion. That what he experienced with Christian is somehow real with her. And to me, that has nothing to do with her. I agree. But if she shows up, I think it's going to start to tie that together. And there's an opportunity there for her to bleed him dry. Oh, got you. Like what his sister and his mom are afraid of. That he's going to get involved with this other person who's really just there for money. And he's going to give up that money. Because apparently this is not his first rodeo doing something like this either. Yeah, he looks like that type. So he goes to the restaurant to meet Carme- this Carmella. Carmella question mark. Yeah. And so he's just sitting there waiting. And we never know if she ever gets there because he's just waiting. We get a 
uh, look at the next episode, and there's a silhouette of a woman walking up. We don't know if it's her or his sister. So we'll find out in the next episode. Yep, yep, yep. See what happens now. This one, I want to get into right here. Uh-huh. Because this non... Couple having couple. Yeah, this... <sighs> it's Cleo and Christian. It's We're Cleo, talk about Christian, Cleo and Christian, if you don't know. So let's kick it off. Cleo yeah. is is in she's it felt kind of fake, but she's trying to be very happy about the fact that her and Christian have moved forward physically in their relationship. See, even you having a kind of a hard time getting your thoughts together because you don't know what you want to say about this dude, Christian. Christian is uh, it's like he sucks, but so it's not that he he's not no, mature he enough. He's not mature. He enough, sucks. Period. He sucks. He's not ready. He sucks. He could communicate all this, and he's choosing not to. Which makes, he knows better. And he, that's why he's feeling guilty. So, he sucks. Do I think he's purposefully and maliciously trying to do something? No. But I also feel like he knows that he's crossing into boundaries that he shouldn't be getting into. But he's not stopping himself either. So, anyway, Cleo is okay. super happy and excited. She's talking to her friend about a magical night she had with Christian. Uh, apparently, her and Christian have consummated their love. And she's like, I think we're in a better footing now. Because, like, it had been a hang-up that he didn't want to be with her physically. She had, he had qualms about kissing her. He had qualms about holding her hand and being in public. And then, of course, he had qualms about being intimate with her when they're, you know, together in that bed. But apparently, they made some headway because, according to Cleo, they got to make love. But when the show, show asked Christian. Ask Christian, he said, we didn't do anything past second base. Which I don't know what second base really First is. base is kissing. Second base is hand stuff, typically. Okay. Basically, Cleo's telling all this to her friend Jane at the coffee shop that they, they I guess, consummated their relationship. Yes. Meanwhile, flash forward to Christian sitting in the kitchen trying to cook, not blowing her, blowing her house up or blowing himself up. He goes, nah, we made it, like Joe said, made the second base. Do you see how erratic he looked, though? Like, Cleo's happy, and he looks bothered. Mm. He looks, he looks like, like, I don't want to say ashamed, but he looks bothered. <sighs> he looks distraught. Yes. Like, yes. he did something he didn't want to do. Yes. The fact that you said that, now I'm looking at him. That's why he almost blew his damn self up at that goddamn gas stove. <laughs> because he didn't know what he wanted to do. He was, he could, he was flustered. Yes. Huh. You're, huh. Yes. This bastard. <laughs> yes. So while Cleo is just like so happy, he is looking depressed. Could it be more that he's disgusted with himself, maybe? I think it's all of the above, honestly. I think he's disgusted with himself. I think he's, Got some shame in there as well. I think he knows that this could potentially hurt Cleo, who I think he does care about, but he also doesn't know how to sort Do you think everything. he thinks it hurts himself more with his family or himself more with his family friends and the world in Percep general? Perception of everything. General. I think those weigh heavy on him, and this is his first ever relationship that's not with a cisgendered woman. I think all of that is factored in there as well. Oh, this bastard. So, anywho, like you were saying, he was in the kitchen saying they only got the second base. Yeah. So, say, in case you don't know the bases, because Calvin doesn't, apparently. I didn't. I knew a home run was six. I knew yeah. first base was just. Kissing. 
I thought first was just hand, just touching, like just touching each other, not in a, any type of way. Sexual kissing way. is first base. Okay, kissing. Second base okay. is hand things, like groping, feeling things. Third base What's is that? oral. Oh, okay. And then home run second. Because I was like, if we're already fingering each other on second base, <laughs> what the hell is third base going to be? <laughs> Typically, me, that's what it is. I, is that like, I thought it was like uh, penis penetration without fully penis penetration. Well, I mean, people also change it to what they want to be, but vaguely that's what it is. Or anal stuff. It, well. And then home plate is everything. Well, if you're Catholic, yeah. It could okay. be that way. Okay, we're going way too deep into this uh, baseball analogy. But the sex. point is, she said we had sex, and Christian said we didn't. Yeah, that's the whole crux of the situation. So, all of a sudden, we get Cleo standing outside at night, distraught. And her friend Jane coming to meet her. Mm-hmm. And her friend Jane is like, what's, go- what's-, what's wrong? She's like, I'll-, I'll tell you when we get in the car. Would you- could you come back to the Airbnb with me? This is Jane, the friend of Cleo, who also was worried that Christian was going right. to hurt her because this is his first ever relationship with somebody who's and not cisgendered. He wasn't mature enough. So she gets in the car and Cleo tells her Christian kind of will lie to the producers and said they. He oh. to- Christian tells her this. Christian tells Cleo, hey, just so you know. I, this is what I told the producers about our night the other night. And I don't appreciate you going around telling everybody we actually had sex. Yes. Even though we did have sex. Yes. And now Cleo is in a, in a state of. What is going on right now? Panic and shock. Because she's like, I thought we just made some. Headway. Headway in our yeah. relationship. Now you're telling me all that headway I thought we made was. To be lie. kept a secret. Right. Kept a secret and not told to anyone. You know, you know, people who do that are people who are in, in shamed. They're ashamed of what they just did. So exactly, that's not making me feel great at all. And so she tells her friend all of this in the car, and she's like, "Will you come with me back to the Airbnb?" Airbnb, and I'm a little confused about why she wants the friend to come with her, other than to be a buffer. I think, yeah, because she has a. Uh... Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That stuff. Autism. Autism. Okay. So maybe that's the easiest way for her. Oh, to navigate. To navigate and deal with this situation. The previews for next week does not paint Christian in any better of a light. Because it seems like he. He's like it didn't sound like a lie to me, and she's like it basically was, and he's like not to my head. I was like no, 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 Christian, no, no, Christian, no. Yeah. Just, so, just, just bite the bullet, dude, and admit it. Listen, I don't know what I'm doing here. I absolutely fell in love with you online. I absolutely fell in love with the abstract idea of us being together. Mm-hmm. But now that we're here in mm-hmm. real life with each other, yep. I can't handle this. Uh, no, I can't. I can't. Too many questions. Yes. Too many questions. So, I, I mean, I care about you, and I don't want to hurt you this way, but I can't handle all of this. Be out. Go home. That would be the mature thing to do. Goodness gracious. But we all know he's not going to do that. I understand him not wanting to look like a bad guy, but his efforts to not look like a bad guy make him look like a bad guy. Yeah, because it sounds like to me he's upset more about her telling people that they had sex and the world knowing. The world's going to the, the world's gonna know. You decide to sign up for this show. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, ding. But also, I think his worry is, again, the shame that's attached to it. He doesn't want it getting out that he had slept with a transgendered woman. Oh, yeah. Because he's still stuck on a binary scope. Oh, he can't go to church no more. He doesn't. So He doesn't go to church? So no, I understand the problem. What, his what, friends. He's worried about perspective. He's worried about what his friends are going to say. He's worried about what his family's going to say. Ooh. All of that. Yeah. Even though he's been over here staunchly like, yes, I support Cleo. I, I've, you know, I recognize and and I don't want to say value, but I understand that she's a woman. But I think when it boils it down to him, he still sees it on a binary term, and he's like, I don't, I don't see her as a woman. I see her as being, being something that she's not, essentially. And now I don't know how to make peace with that for myself. So Claire, whole thing is, I'm not trying to be a closet lover, right? She also talks about reassignment surgery, which is really sad mm-hmm. to me. Because first of all, gender reassignment surgery is expensive. It's insanely expensive, and honestly, you really only need it if you have to have it. Like there's some people who have body dysmorphia so bad they need that for themselves, but there's tons of other people who identify as transgendered, who don't get any of that done. And it doesn't take any less of that value away from them to identify as how they want to identify. So the fact that she brings that up, she kind of brings it up like, maybe if I had had the surgery done, I wouldn't have to face some of these issues. And the, the fact is, unfortunately, you probably still would, boo. Because you're dealing with someone who doesn't know how to handle it. Yes. So hopefully... Cleo does become a hit run. Hopefully she breaks up with this person. Calls it a day. Goes home with her lovely cats and her friends. She should have broke up with him when he didn't want to feed the cats that steal your souls. She should have broke up with him when he took her to that noisy bar and started talking to a group of women. Yeah, you're right. So our last and final couple is Michelle and Nikolai. Nikolai has the best one-liners. You know what? You you want to hug Misha? You want to hug Misha? What do you want, Misha? Hugs. Hugs. We don't do hugs, Misha. You know what? I'm like Jesus. I have things that you said about you, Misha, that I can say about you, but I don't say nothing. You know what? I take it like Jesus on the cross. <laughs> I don't say anything. I let I let all the hurt bleed out my soul and my pores, and I just take them. <laughs> That's what I do, Misha. Which, this is me, Jesus, cross. Which I found extremely funny. because Basically, we pick up after that fight, essentially. It's the next day after their fight. Um, Misha's trying to find some coffee. She is not having any luck with that. and <laughs> She is distraught. This, honestly, it's a lot. It's a lot for what she had to handle. It's crazy. Uh, and yeah, it's her try, kind of realizing, oh, he's probably not going to change. He's, in a, he's an older guy now. The window for a lot of this change to happen is gone. So, yes, but... When he talks to himself or talks to the camera about it in, in, in first person, mm-hmm. I understand what he's saying. Okay. He's a, I'm, I'm culturally, I've been in this culture for so long. I grew up like this. Uh-huh. It's going to be hard to change, but I will attempt and try to change some things for her. I'm going to call her. BS on that because he says it's because of the culture. And granted, the culture where he's from, the culture where Amisha's from, they're not the same at all. But he's got a best friend who also grew up in that same culture. Who doesn't act like this? Who say his uh, friend didn't get some type of outside aspects? Oh, then came back. You know what other influences. Maybe saying? he's well traveled or whatever. Okay. Seems like 
Nikolai has been stuck in the basement, his mom's basement. But that's what I'm saying. Him solely blaming it all on his culture is BS. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think kind of it is. Again, if it was just the culture, his friend would be the same way, and he's not. I think his friend is well-traveled. I don't think so. You don't? No. They've talked about how they haven't really left that country. He doesn't live in his mom's basement. Well, I take that back. His friend might have bumped into people from other... Because he leaves his house. Le- yes. See what I'm saying? But that's what I'm also... That's that's my same point. Because Misha didn't... Was very... Had a very strict routine he kept for himself. Uh, Him okay. saying it's he's okay. like that because of culture and not because okay. of his own choices is BS. And not because of his seclusion. Yes. His, his own isolation. Yes. Isolation. Okay. Oh, yeah, he has. He does have a point that their cultures are different. That is true, and he does have a point there where he talks about how Misha loves PDA. She mm-hmm. wants more public displays of affection. Yes, and his culture doesn't really do that. Those are fair points. Yeah, but it's not the sole reason they're they're having this impact. Actually, that's not the reason they have this this problem. The uh-huh. problem is he's not listening to her feelings and her <laughs> input at all. <laughs> that's true. true. So they talk. They have their come to uh, Jesus relationship moment. They talk, and he goes, for you, Misha, I love you. I will try to change. Which is very pretty words. Let's see how the action works for that. Because, you know, um, you have a nice heart. You're very beautiful. You and these accents. Uh, so for you, Misha, I try. I will take myself off the cross, and I will try for you. She still hasn't met his family. Why would you want to meet a deaf woman who's probably not going to like you anyway? <laughs> Somebody else met a deaf woman, so I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, but the way he talks to his mom, the way she looks at him, like, I don't, <laughs> what, are you, you're still here? I will poison your food. He's like, you're still here? I thought you left 20, t- t- 15 years ago. Like, uh, this whole time, I thought I was going crazy and I was just talking about myself, but you've been here? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> no, but sure. it was real short with them. It was real short. Yeah, it was just pretty much going over the fight and them having to, Kind of come together moment, saying they're going to work on their differences. Did she say she was going to work on anything? Yeah, she did. What? She said she was going to work on, uh, I don't want to say lowering her expectations, but like that's being so demanding, basically. I didn't put anything down for her in these notes <laughs> at all. There's nothing You were too busy making her. faces at me. That's why. Uh, so. Anywho. Yeah. That's pretty much love after, I mean, 90 day. All of the reality shows blur together. Yes. That's pretty much 90 Day the other way. So that was, so if you have the choice between 90 Day the other way, the UK 90 Day Fiance, or 90 Days before, wait, no, this is before 90 Days. 90 Days, yeah, this one, 90 Days before the, before the 90 Days, whatever that thing is. Between those three, which one right now do you think is killing it? We talk about the one with the two guys. The one where they go to the other country to live. Yeah. The UK one or the one we're watching right now. So the one with the guys in Mexico. That's the one you're talking about, right? What guy in Mexico? The two gay guys in Mexico with the the, the daughter you love. Yes. That's the one you're talking about? Oh, the British one. The other way or the the British one. The UK one. The accents and... The UK one. Pristine. The... Pristine. The UK one has better... Characters. Characters. Especially the bougie-ass chick from the middle of nowhere, Europe. Oh, yeah, Kazakhstan. 
Yeah. And how she loathes <laughs> that man's daughter. <laughs> she is spoiled. She is spoiled. And needs to be knocked down a peg. <laughs> literally. Like, That's literally. It's a child. Literally. <laughs> I don't think you should buy her a car. She doesn't deserve cars. She never texts you. Yes. She, Unless she wants something. She's a kid. She's a child. She's a kid. What are you talking about? This lady came in his house like, this is stupid. This is ugly. She, oh, she st- went through his drawers and was like, throw these clothes away. <laughs> uh, stinky dog. Hey, stinky dog. Oh. I did love her meet with the mom, though. When she meets his mom, mm-hmm. it was like fire, fire. It was yeah. hilarious. Well, he's moving to Ed- 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 Edinburgh. And Edinburgh. she said, no. It's better for me. Well, she will see. He's she an adult. She said, no. He's going to move away from me. No. He's an adult. He can make his own decisions. It was hilarious. I also thought it was hysterical that he was like, yeah, my mom's going to love you because you're very much like her. No, those That's, people tend to hate each other. What are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what told you that in your mind. And also, the way she's like, Tolton will ride in the back seat. I will ride in front seat. Let her know who's in charge. Are we in a war I don't know about? Like, I don't. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like, it's insane. And then the guy from, uh, I don't know where he's from in the Middle East, mm-hmm. but he's with the other girl. The, 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 I, don't I, don't know. Know, I don't know their names. I don't know but what you're talking they, about. They had an argument about him getting mad at her for going out and drinking. Oh, on he, her birthday. he was in Turkey. Turkey, yes. yeah. With Shane, yes. With Shane, yeah. That's that's a great relationship. That's that's a good one. I, I feel so bad. So Shane is uh, transgendered as well. And she gets on with his family right now. Like, yeah. they love her. Yeah. But she's worried that something's going to slip because it's a secret right now that she's mm-hmm. trans. Yeah. She's worried that, like, she has, she has to make sure she shaves closely so that they don't get any kind of, like, questions or anything. I'm like, Shane, if they haven't picked up that you're, that you're trans, you tower over everybody in this family. Exactly. I- <laughs> you went for a piece of meat, and you took all the meat in one, one big swoop. You were so much taller than everybody in this family. So th- they got to know something, boo-boo. I think they know. And they I, love you. Yeah. I think the other ones have more characters that are better yeah than 90 day the one we're watching or, or recapping i think there's more characters for us to root for i agree and i think they have better characters too better people okay this i just think with the 90 day it's just it's like with this one particular it's like they're trying to make it better which one the 90 days before the 90 days? The one we're watching. Yeah, Razman and them. Yeah, Razman and days before and them. the 90 days, yeah. And I think they're just making stories sometimes out of nothing. Like the Teray whole thing. Yeah. There's nothing there, really. There's not a whole lot there, yeah. for sure. They could have so, wrapped this up in the first episode. Yeah, he could have been already gone. They could have introduced... They're actually going to introduce another whole couple to... They could have. To, to, together in that place. In, in this place. But they're just going to ride this catfish thing out because it probably is popping online better and getting the follows that way. But they already planned this season out before everything went online. You know what I mean? So they could have. They're not editing this as they go. It's already done in a can. Okay. They just, they wanted to string this out because they were hoping the, for more That's reaction. what I'm saying. They could have probably got somebody else. They needed to. But so, and then you got the Cleo and, uh, Christian. Yeah. And like the best one for me that's actually funny because the dude says funny, crazy stuff is Nikolai and Michelle. They're hilarious. 
I keep saying her name like he says it. It's not Michelle. It's, it's Misha. Misha. It's Misha. And like, to me, they're good because the things he says, like, he's like, I, I don't know. Yeah. But anywho, yeah, I think this one, the characters aren't as good as others. That's okay. all. Sounds fair. Baby. I say sugar. So the movie that uh, I must watch for this week was Sugar Baby, a Geechee One original. What do you think of the movie, Javon? Mm. Mm. That's it. Mm. Mm. So basically, the movie was about. Uh, this girl gang called Dynasty, and they was trying to control this drug called Sugar. Pretty much, Sugar is a drug that cures all black ailments. If I'm correct, that's what it is, right? I don't know. They treat it like it's cocaine. It's nicknamed for booger sugar, but they also are like it. Co- it cures cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, Sugar. Cause it's called celiac disease. Sugar, baby. So basically, they're trying to control this drug from these other drug groups called the uh, Guardians and Geechees. So I, I'm guessing the Geechees are the main distributor of sugar, and they're trying to take it. The Guardians and the Dynasty are trying to take it from them. I thought they were phrasing this about how the government was about to get involved because it was such a potent drug. Like, I thought it was going to be the gangs versus the government. No. Evidently, the government got involved. So, so first of all, we start off, we're in like a barber shop, and the Dynasty girls have a group of the, what's the dudes called? Uh, the Guardians. Mm-hmm. They have, I guess, the first lieutenant and one of the guys. The other guys, I guess, is the leader's brother. They ended up killing the leader brother. I don't know why they leave the first lieutenant alive. The first lieutenant goes back and tells the leader of the Guardians, hey, the Dynasty girls hit us up, stole our stuff. And there were random, like, like singing scenes, too, in this movie. Mm-hmm. That made no sense. But the music was good. So he's talking to him. He's like, you need to fix this, or whatever. The guy leaves. He tells the girl to sing him another song. And then we flash to a courtroom. That first of all, the first scene is actually two girls talking about the drug sugar and how it kept one girl alive. And then they go into the story. So we were assuming they were going to tell the story of this drug and how it cures people. It turned into like a drug turf war movie. Mm-hmm. And then you flash to the barbershop scene. Then you flash. Whose head was in the box? I don't even know. They never go back to that, right? They never go back to the head in the box. All right. So then we flash to a court scene where this lady is telling them how the Dynasty girls killed her boyfriend, who we see for like five minutes in the like two seconds in the movie, and we don't see him again. This girl also plays more than one character, so I don't understand. Wow, okay. So, <laughs> we flash from that 
Then we go to another scene. What happened to this dude? That makes no He dies at the end. <laughs> so we actually got the movie on in the background and we're talking about it. it so This movie made no sense. It made no sense. If you just want something on in the background while you're hooking up or cooking or just trying to get ready or something, this is that movie. So then we go to... <laughs> I can't even put this movie into uh, the the right scenes because it made no sense. It was all over the place. So I'm going to read my notes. So then we go to the Guardians. They tie up. So this, I guess the Guardians tie up two of the Destiny girls. Or one of the Dynasty girls. And they decide to, like, cut her face up. Supposedly. Right. Then we flash to the courtroom again, and Mouse is talking about, they're asking her about the sugar drug, what she know about sugar, and she says she knows absolutely nothing to the attorney. Then we flash back. I don't know where the hell we go after this flashback. I'm so confused. So then Mouse is pretty much, Mouse is the person who's literally using all the groups. Yeah. Pretty much. She's like the snitch for all the groups. She's snitching on each group to each other. She's pretty much playing all the groups. Mm-hmm. Basically, she needed sugar to save her mom, to save her community. Because why? Because why? I don't know. And she's trying to be the righteous one, supposedly. Long story short, the Dynasty girls kill her. Okay? So then the Dynasty girls go back to get... Then we had a random workout scene with all the Dynasty girls where one of their friends get killed. Which made no sense. And then we went to another jazz club scene where a lady just singing for like 10, 15 minutes. Made no sense. And then we end up with the Dynasty girls getting ready to hit up the Guardian Leaders Club. So this lady is standing there singing for like 10, 15 minutes. She's singing. There's a guy playing the piano. Mm-hmm. They walk up on the people sitting there. It takes them about five minutes to realize all the people are dead. Except the two people. They don't even pay attention to people to two people on stage because the singer just walks off. The guy keeps playing the, the piano. They turn around. He's like, you guys have been had. The Geechee leader, I guess, killed all the Guardians. And then the dynasty who came to kill them, the Guardians, the Geechee leader killed them too. Or so he thought, I guess. Plot twist. I don't think he... Somehow they all survived. I don't, did all of them survive? Or just the girls? I guess a couple of them survived. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It didn't make sense. Because they show back sense. up again later. Yeah, they show back. I don't know who survived, who died. So apparently, we get to the end of the movie. I'm just speeding through this movie because it made absolutely no sense. We get a random... A uh, hotel scene where this guy is selling or giving away sugar. He's not even selling it and making money. He's just giving it away for free taste. Mm-hmm. Then Mouse is there. She takes a whole bag of the stuff. And that's when she gets stopped by Dynasty. Because I see her walking the streets. Mm-hmm. And they put her in her car. Ask her what she's doing. She tells them why, why she did what she did. And they shoot her in the car. Then we get to the final scene, which is like a party. A masquerade ball. If I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. It's like a masquerade ball. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, 
the whole thing was to kill the Geechee one, the Geechee gang leaders, mm-hmm. the gang leader. But apparently that backfires because before Mouse got killed, she told him of all their plans. Mm-hmm. So he knew all of them were coming. He gets them to a table. He brings in another lady randomly. Who was she with? I don't know. Sits her it down. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> sits her down, shoots her. And then the guy who brought her in sits him down. They start eating cake. The cake turned out to be poison. He kills the guy that brought in the other lady that he killed. And he said, the reason we killed that guy is because he was stealing money. Mm-hmm. Be honest with you, I never saw anybody get money. Nope, not once. Not once did I see anybody get money. Nope. I never see a Tons exchange. of drug exchange. Tons of drug exchange. Zero money. Zero money exchanges. So, I, to, this, to this day, I still don't know how they made any money. This is the worst drug dealer movie I've ever seen in my life. I still don't know what the point of it was. I don't know. I also don't know why there was this, like, Asian samurai Chinese slash Japanese theme happening with the Guardians. Why I, was that a thing? I don't know. Who's this random ball-headed lady? She's with the Guardians. Okay. Oh, not to mention there's a random news crew or... It's a talk show. Talk show mm-hmm. that randomly pops up every two to three scenes that tell you what's going on in the courtroom. The production for the talk show intro is higher quality than the rest of this film. It is. It is. Because it's sugar. That's not the, but that's not it at all. Baby. That's the only thing I got at this whole movie. <laughs> what's the song? That's it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand this movie. Mm-hmm. They failed. Out of all the Geechee movies I've seen, this is has this is the worst one. <laughs> you chose it, and it all I give them all no higher than three stars. You chose out it out of ten. I would say Sneaky Links was better than this. At least it kept my attention. At least Sneaky Links was uh, concise. Yeah, it made sense. Yes, it had a better structure. It had better structure. This had no structure whatsoever. If you want to see a bad movie that makes you go, hmm, why? This is the movie for you. Yeah. Um. So, what do you give the movie, Javon? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna give it two. That's tied in what you said earlier. Yeah, I know. I said like zit negative zeros, but two because uh, it's still it's still a Geechee One production. I know it's one of their earlier things. It's not even their latest oh, production. This was their test movie. <laughs> I don't know that it was. This was the test movie. No, I don't think so. Because they've been putting out. I want to say they've been putting out films since like 2018. This one came out in 2021. The other ones we watched came out very recently this year. I guess they're trying to perfect their craft. And I can't blame them for that. Do what so, you want to do. I don't but, know. But uh, skip this one. Don't watch this one. Watch The Doll. Watch Sneaky Links. Tiffany The Doll. Yeah. Watch that one. If you want to laugh, watch Sneaky Links for a laugh. But Sugar Baby. Hot Garbage. Pass. That's it for what we watched. Yeah, pretty much. Thank you for listening to We Like That Podcast. We like that. Remember to subscribe, give us five stars, and tune into more chaotic episodes. I'm Javon. I'm Calvin. Until next time. 
Later, people.